Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears football. We're just 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show. A look at tonight's Waynedale game and a chat with Coach Matt Zerker. Brought to you by PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Very pleasant good evening, everyone, and welcome to Waynedale High School, where tonight we have got high school football action for you on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The Hillsdale Falcons, 4-0 on the year, 1-0 in Wayne County Athletic League play, come in to take on the Waynedale Golden Bears on homecoming. The Bears are 3-1, and and they are 0-1 are in Wayne County Athletic League play. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Pat Mitchell. The Bears lost their first game of the season last week, giving up 27 points in the second half of the game against Norway and losing at 47-41, while the Falcons won their game in overtime over Smithville, 28-21. to So, Pat, as we head into this one tonight, you've got two teams that are coming off of emotional games a week ago, and I would think that whoever picks up their emotions the best in this game will be the one that will come out on top. Yeah, um, as you said, two, two emotional uh, victories, different ends of the spectrum uh, for both teams, but... Um, you know, for, for Hillsdale, they're, they're feeling pretty good about themselves, picking up a good win over a quality opponent. And uh, for Waynedale, obviously, you get a little down after uh, losing a game that you obviously should have won um, had you, you know, made better tackling and, and made some other, um, you know, plays in the game and not let Norway back in it. But um, it's time to recollect your emotions and get back into it. Well, tonight is homecoming, as we said, and also 60 years of Bears football is being celebrated here tonight by inviting at halftime all of the former All-Ohio football players, and there are a ton of them that are here this evening, and we'll be going to our public address announcer, Jimmy Miller, at halftime to honor those players. But tonight is homecoming night also, and the Queen candidates are Lindsay McFern, Carmen Huntsberger, and Maddie Neer. Those ceremonies are going to be going on here in just a little bit. This all-time series before this game, Waynedale has won 38 times, Hillsdale 7. There's been one tie, but Hillsdale has won four of the last five, and they won last year 13-7 to over the Bears over near Jeromesville. And in that game, Pat, it was a game of missed opportunities for the Bears. Yeah, not only missed opportunities, but just things did not go uh, Waynedale's way last year. You know, I, I remember uh, Pickering caught a, a touchdown pass, and, he was out of the end zone, and he, the ball got knocked away, and the, the referee said that it wasn't a fumble. You know, ball went out of bounds, would have been a touchback had he called it a fumble and would have been Golden Bear football instead of a touchdown. And then, you know, a mysterious, uh, well, not really mysterious, but the pass interference call on uh, fourth down last year and didn't make it first down because it was half the distance to the goal. And, um, you know, last play of the game, the Bears couldn't pull it out. So just missed opportunities and, and just some... Uh, bad fortune last year, and that's obviously got to turn around this year. Well, this was the first week that the state of Ohio initiated their computer rankings. We'll be back to take a look at that. We'll preview tonight's game and talk with head coach Matt Zerker when our PNC Bank pregame show continues after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances 
track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC virtual wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Well, it is filling up here at Waynedale High School in Apple Creek, Ohio. Good to have you along tonight on Ultimate Sports Talk. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell. The Waynedale athletic schedule over the next couple of days. The girls' volleyball team last night won over Hillsdale in three straight games. They're now 9-5 and five and 4-2 and two in Wayne County Athletic League play. Tomorrow, they will be playing at Canton Central Catholic. That game will go off at about 11.30 tomorrow over in Canton. The JV football team is playing at Hillsdale. That's at 10 o'clock in the morning. The golf team will be at the Orville State Farm Invitational at 8.30, and the girls' soccer team will be at here at Waynedale, and they will be taking on Hillsdale. Everything has been stepped up tonight because of the 60-year anniversary and homecoming, so let's join the Waynedale Marching Band with their rendition of this evening's national anthem. School Choir with the National Anthem before tonight's game. We're about 20 minutes before kickoff. Of course, the homecoming ceremonies are going to be going on here in just a few moments where Lindsay McFern, Carmen Huntsberger, or Maddie Neer will be named the homecoming queen. Pat, after last week, it's been a good week for the Wayne County Athletic League as far as the football conference is concerned. You've got two teams that are unbeaten overall, Chippewa and Hillsdale. Four teams that are unbeaten in the league, Chippewa, Hillsdale, Northwestern, and Norway. Rittman, Smithville, Waynedale, and Dalton are all at 0-1. But seven of the eight teams right now are in the top eight of their regions as far as the computer ratings are concerned for postseason play. Yeah, it just kind of goes to show to as to what these uh, teams did in the preseason, the first three weeks of the year, um, that they're able to you know, gain these points and, and be able to be in position uh, to make the playoffs. 
unfortunately for the league, you know, it's probably not going to hold true because all these teams are just going to beat each other up and um, everybody's obviously not going to be able to make the playoffs with uh, only eight teams being able to make it out of each region. But um, it'll be interesting to see who's who's going to squeeze in there at the end of the year. Well, in Waynedale's region, Edison is on top of it. Then comes Chippewa at number two. The Bears are right now at number five. And if the playoffs would start tonight, the Bears would be playing at Swanton, which is up in northwest Ohio, just a little west of Toledo, which Swanton is always a good football team. So that that could be a very integral part. But, you know, the thing that's interesting when you look at these computer rankings, Pat, is that the Bears have done a good job of getting level two points, not so much level three, but level two points. Matter of fact, when you look at it, they're actually the third place team when it comes to level two points in that region. Yeah, um, they've had a, a very good uh, pre, uh, pre-league schedule with uh, Triway, Tusky Valley, and uh, Ridgewood. Ridgewood's always going to win some football games for you, and uh, they do very well in their league. And, uh, you know, Triway lost last week, but um, they're going to win some more games, obviously, in their league. And Tusky Valley is kind of really the, the surprise. Um, they've won a couple games so far, so if you could squeeze a couple more out of them, that's really going to help your level two points. And ironically, in Region 19 of Division 6, Hillsdale is number three, and at number six, which is where they who they would play, it's Smithville, whom they played last week. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, that would be that would be quite the game. And you know, kind of touching on our region, you and I had talked earlier in the week that if you make the playoffs and you're going on the road, it seems like you're either going to play a team that you're you've already played. Um, in the league, so you're either going to stay close or you're going to go far away, at least an hour away. So, um, you know, you got to kind of – you want to win out to, to get a home game. It's, it's basically what it comes down to. Definitely. Well, tonight around the Wayne County Athletic League, it's Norwayne at Chippewa. The Bobcats, if they can control the ball against Chippewa, my feeling is if you can keep Breitenstein in the pocket for Chippewa, you've got a shot at beating them. And Norway, with that running attack with Jeremy Miller, if they can control the ball, they've got a shot. Yeah, he's uh, he does he does a great job, and, and it's really a challenge to, to stop him. As we talked last week and um, with some other people around earlier, he's got great vision, great speed, great power, so... Um, Easier said than done in containing him. Definitely. Northwestern, 3-1, and 1-0 one, one and overall is at Smithville, 3-1. and one. They're 0-1. They dropped from number two in the Division Six rankings last week to number 12. Northwestern had a subpar performance last week against Dalton. They still came out and won the game. Smithville had the lead against these Hillsdale Falcons on three different occasions, but they couldn't stop them. But Hillsdale did a good job of stopping the Smithville running game. Tipple and Leninger combined for just 37 yards on 19 carries. Yeah, as we know, uh, Hillsdale's got a big line up front and uh, the big defensive end, so they were, they were able to you know, kind of obviously control the line of scrimmage and uh, be able to uh, control the running game, which is really the key against Smithville. And finally tonight, Rittman 3-1 and one on the year, 0-1 oh in the league, is at Dalton, 1-3, 0-1 in the league. A couple of teams that are struggling and both of them looking for a league victory. Yeah, Dalton, the only team really that right now is, is out of the uh, playoff race, so 
they're going to look to get on the, in the winning column and, and try to basically keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. Elsewhere tonight, Loudonville is at Mogador. Orville will be at Mansfield Senior. Triway goes to Tusky Valley. Whoever wins out of that game, the Bears get points out of. So yeah, it doesn't it's almost matter. a little bittersweet, though. Excellent, <laughs> yes. Ashland is at West Holmes. Madison goes to Worcester. Indian Valley will be at Tusla. And we're keeping an eye on Ridgewood. They're home facing East Canton. The Bears... Coming out, this is the homecoming ceremonies. When we return, we'll tell you who the homecoming queen is. But first, before we do that, we're going to talk with Waynedale head football coach Matt Zerker about tonight's game against the Hillsdale Falcons. It's the Bears 3-1 and against Hillsdale 4-0. and We'll be back with more of tonight's PNC Bank pregame show right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. No managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Welcome back to tonight's PNC Bank pregame show. I'm Dave Mitchell. Alongside is Waynedale head football coach Matt Zerker. Matt, last week the loss to Norwayne, it was a very emotional loss, and it was a game where it just seemed like the tackling just was not working out. What seemed to go wrong in that second half that the Bears couldn't control? No, it was a real struggle defensively to get them off the field, and um, you know we had a hard time tackling, which we said was one of the big keys going into the game, and um, obviously their big running back got loose, and the quarterback got loose as well, and uh, had a great night. And um, we knew we'd have to cap or would have to respond offensively, and unfortunately, you know, when things started to go south, it just kind of carried over, and we had about three drives there in the second half that. Um, we're three and out, and we needed to get some first downs. Even if it wasn't a, getting a scoring opportunity, we needed to get some first downs to eat up the clock and just gain a little bit of momentum, and uh, unfortunately it didn't happen. Matt, we know that Jeremy Miller is one of the best running backs, if not in the, the league, but not only in Northeast Ohio. But where was the tackling? Where, where what, what was the problem with the tackling in the second half? You know, one of the biggest problems, I think, is we didn't get off blocks to get multiple guys you know, at the point of attack to help make the play. He's a guy that's extremely tough to tackle one-on-one. You know, when you're 200-plus pounds and you're as fast as he is, um, he has the ability to run behind his pads. He has the ability to make you miss. Um, you got to get multiple guys to the point of attack. And, unfortunately, we just stayed on blocks way too easily uh, Friday night, especially in that second half, and, um, you know, kind of wore us down. Is this something that Norway has shown the rest of the league, Matt? Are you concerned about the – the inability to tackle, or is it something that you can fix going into the rest of the league? Yeah, I mean, part of it's personnel, you know, fundamentals. And I think we, we went too high at times when we did get there. Um, you know, when we stayed low and attacked the, the lower half, um, you know, he was able to, we were able to get him to the ground. And when we went too high, you know, that was that was part of the issue. Like I said, the other issue is, is um, you're playing a back that rushed for 2,000 yards last year. So, um, he's going to get some yardage, and uh, you know, but you got to be play better team defense, and um, you know, we'll work to get better at that. Matt Nick Strasbaugh didn't have many touches in the second half. Was that because of what Hillsdale did, or, or I'm sorry, what Norwayne did, or what did what did Norwayne do to to stop those touches? Yeah, I think the big thing is we didn't get first downs. You know, we had three or four possessions that were basically three and out. And so, 
um, when you don't get first downs, there's not a lot of plays, not a lot of opportunities as part of it. And um, the other thing is they started to, to tighten down the coverage a little bit and not allow as big a cushion. Some of those things where we were able to steal from uh, easy touches there in the first half. And, um, you know, they were able to make a few adjustments that way. But the biggest thing is we just didn't get enough plays in the first half or in the second half. And that started with not being able to uh, have too many missed assignments, I would probably say, um, in, that op- in that second half that we didn't have in the first half. We saw some glimpses of Reed Stanley and what he can do in the first half of last week's game. How is he heading into this game against Hillsdale? Yeah, he had a, another good week of practice and an ability to not have a lot of setbacks either from Friday or this week in practice. So I think he's continuing to get stronger and um, you know, looking more and more like his old self every week, which is great for us. And um, obviously we missed him on defense last week and hopefully we'll get him a, get an opportunity to get him back on both sides of the ball a little more regularly here as we move forward in the future. Matt, not having the opportunity myself of seeing Hillsdale this year, you've seen the game films. Is it true that they have gone maybe away from what they've done in the past and they're going more with an air attack this year, or are they sticking with the run? Yeah, they're definitely more balanced. I think they're pretty close to 50-50 even uh, when you look at the statistics. So um, they're definitely throwing a little bit more. Even over the years, you know, Coach Williams has done a good job of using his talent. And um, when they had a quarterback that could throw it or wide receivers that could catch it, they've thrown the ball more. And um, probably the biggest difference is they're not under center. They're in the shotgun. And um, their running game is very comparable to what they've done in the past. It's just out of the pistol look. Um, but they're definitely throwing the football a little bit more than they have the last couple of years. And they're doing it with Trey Williams, who's the sophomore quarterback. Can you disguise coverages in this game and try to confuse him, or is he he pretty adept at, at seeing what's out there? Yeah, he, you can tell he's a coach's kid. Uh, he, he makes very has made very few poor decisions. Uh, I'm watching him on film. He does a great job of taking care of the football, which obviously at the quarterback position is important. Um, yeah, so he's still though only a sophomore. It's his first year of RC action, so we're hoping to give him some different looks and you know be able to bring some pressure too. And obviously, any quarterback um, under pressure usually isn't as successful as they are when they have time to stand back there and make easy decisions. Well, Hillsdale, I'm looking at the stats, and Hillsdale's secondary in the first four games has given up only 220 yards passing in those four games. Is that because they're that good, Matt, or are they playing? running schools like Smithville, Manchester, and Loudonville? You know, I, statistics, especially early in the season, can be uh, a little deceiving. Um has a lot to do with the opponents they're playing. has a lot to do with what the scoreboard says, that sort of thing. If I remember, I think I heard last week going in, Norway was only giving up 40 yards of passing a game. Um, obviously, their secondary wasn't quite that strong or that locked down, um, as we saw last Friday. So, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, like you said, the opponent, what their strengths and weaknesses are, um, and that sort of thing. But they're definitely very sound on defense, and we saw that last year, and uh, we're going to have to execute and make plays. You know, this may seem like a crazy question. I guess I ask you one of those a week, but tackling is going to be very important in this game again, isn't it? Yeah, every game doesn't come down to blocking, tackling, and taking care of the football. And I think that that last week, you know, even not to harp back the last week, but we were able to steal two possessions in the first half. We got an interception and we got the onside kick. So um, I'm not sure that maybe we really slowed them down as much in the first half as we might have thought, but we stole those two possessions and were able to score when we were really moving the ball well. Um, And, you know, so blocking, tackling, taking care of the football – 
Hillsdale's very sound, and they don't beat themselves, so we can't beat ourselves this week. A couple of final questions. How do you overcome that loss last week? That was an emotional loss. You had the 18-point lead and end up losing the ball game, so it's not easy to overcome. How do you as a coaching staff try to help these guys to overcome that loss? Yeah, it's life's full of setbacks. You know, it's going to happen not only on the football field, but uh, as we all know, it, you know, there's big setbacks that happen in life. And the one thing that, you know, that I found is to um, get back to work and, you know, and use it as fuel and motivation for the next week and um, learn from it, but you got to put it to bed and you got to refocus on the task at hand. And that for us this week is Hillsdale. Um, and we're at home. It's a big night with homecoming and also the celebration of 60 years. So there's going to be a lot of people at the game and, um, you know, we need to be ready to put our best foot forward. Is there more of a sense of urgency now than there was before? Um, yeah, last week, unfortunately, was a little bit of an unfocused week for us. Um, you know, the first three, four weeks have been very, very good, every day of practice and that sort of thing. And unfortunately, last week we did um, kind of lose focus a little bit for I think, a myriad of reasons. And, um, you know, a loss like that definitely helps refocus the kids. And they've had a great week of responding and um, probably their best week of practice yet. So hopefully we see that carry over tonight. Well, Matt, good luck, and we'll talk to you after the game. Thank you, Dave. We'll be back with more of our PNC Bank pregame show right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and help save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. We're back at Waynedale High School just minutes before tonight's kickoff between Waynedale and the Hillsdale Falcons. Well, the homecoming ceremonies are over. We're just minutes away from the kickoff. And the homecoming queen this year is Maddie Neer. So Maddie Neer is your 2015 homecoming queen. Pat, as we talked about at the beginning of the pregame show, both of these ball clubs are coming off of emotional games last week. The team that gets off to the best start, I would think, would be the team that is going to pick up their emotions. And the Bears, the last two weeks against Triway and Norway last week, did not get off to good starts. It's imperative they do tonight. Yeah, uh, very important. You know, fortunately, the past couple weeks, uh, they've been okay. They've come out okay after, you know, responded. But I think with a team like Hillsdale and having a, a good defense, if you let them get a lead, then they're going to be able to possibly hold on to that you know similar to what happened last year hold on to that for really the whole game and uh you'll just run out of time and the big thing i know that matt zerker is concerned about are the defensive ends for hillsdale they're 6'6 they're 200 pounds in ben rogers and eric pickering you know what it's like to go up against them on the basketball court but on the football field at the defensive ends Brevin's going to have to, Reby is going to have to learn how to throw the ball around them. Yeah, I'm sure they've worked on that a lot in practice. Um, it's up to the line, too, to make sure that uh, they can get their hand, hands down by, you know, maybe chopping them at the knees or, uh, uh, you know, 
putting a gut check into their stomach uh, with their hands and just doing whatever they can to get their hands down. And we might see more uh, vertical passes and stuff across the middle so that they can't get their hands on the football. Hillsdale 4-0 on the year, 1-0 in Wayne County Athletic League play under 13-year head coach Tom Williams, who's 80-51 and in his career against the Waynedale Golden Bears, 3-1 on the year. They're 0-1 in Wayne County Athletic League play under 10-year head coach Matt Zerker, who's 53-45 and in his career. I'm Dave Mitchell. Pat Mitchell and I will be back with the kickoff next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Sports, the controversial frontier. Every Thursday night at 7, you can get a different vantage point with me, Dave Mitchell, on the Ultimate Sports Talk Show. I'll examine what's right and wrong in the sports world, from the NFL to soccer, NASCAR to the NBA. We'll go over why teams win, lose, and make the moves they do. Controversy never sounded so fun. If it's worth talking about, it's on the Ultimate Sports Talk Show. Every Thursday night at 7, with me, Dave Mitchell, on UltimateSportsTalk.com. got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi, call 830-9760. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. And by the Shout Brothers Farms. Now let's go to the stadium for tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. There's a special feel in the air for this one tonight. We have got Waynedale Golden Bears High School football for you this evening on UltimateSportsTalk.com, where the 4-0 Hillsdale Falcons come in to try to spoil homecoming for the Waynedale Golden Bears, who are 3-1 and on the season. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Waynedale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell, and with Pat Mitchell, we've got a big Wayne County Athletic League game for you tonight, where the Hillsdale Falcons, who are unbeaten 1-0 and in Wayne County Athletic League play, take on the Golden Bears, who are 0-1 on the season. The Bears come in under head coach Matt Zerker off of their loss last week to Norwayne, 47-41, a particularly bad loss for the Bears, and they need to get things straightened around tonight as far as tackling is concerned and just what kind of identity they're going to have throughout this Wayne County Athletic League. And Hillsdale coming in off of a big overtime victory over Smithville last week. So, Pat, as we look at this one, the Bears are going to get the opening kickoff, but this one a big game 
for both of these schools. Yeah, it's uh, especially big for the Golden Bears. Uh, you know, being a, a loss down, it's going to be a very competitive league, and, and you don't really want to fall too far down in the loss column. So, you know, they're going to want to get this game tonight to go into next week, you know, having a chance to tie for, possibly having a chance to tie for the league lead. Josh Vinsack will be kicking it off, and he puts a pooch kick up that's going to be taken in by Austin Rogers at the 34. Cuts it to the 40, out close to midfield to about the 50-yard line. Nice 21-yard return by Austin Rogers on the play. And the Bears will take it over first and 10 from their own 49-yard line. Brevin Reby will come out to run the Bears' offense. He's got a 168.7 quarterback rating, eight touchdown passes this year. He has got, starting this ballgame for the Bears, as they will be going from left to right across your computer screen. They're out of the pistol with Reed Stanley right behind him. Fake handoff to Stanley. Throw out in the left flat, complete to Spidell. Breaks the tackle to the 45, to the 40, and down to the 35. Spins and is chased out of bounds by the Falcons on the play. But a big pickup, 22, Craig Klein with the tackle on the play. Takes it down. The Bears will have it inside Hillsdale territory to the 34-yard line. Gain of 17 yards on that reception to Aaron Spidell. So the Bears have a big first down to start out this ball game. First and 10, fake handoff, and the ball was fumbled, and I believe it was picked up by Hillsdale, and it is. Reed Stanley and Brevin Reby just got discombobulated, I guess you could say, on the handoff, and Hillsdale came in and took it over. So the Bears, after a nice completion to Aaron Spidell, Turn the ball over, and Hillsdale will have it first and 10 at their own 34-yard line. Yeah, just uh, not really a smart play. The, he fumb- Reby fumbled the snap, and he tried to still hand it off to Stanley, and he kind of tossed it forward, and there was no way that it was going to happen. So uh, big turnover, but defense got to step up. Handoff goes to Klein. Klein takes it off the right tackle. He's going to be stacked up and downed on the play by Nick Strasbaugh and also Ben Farrar. Gain of, well, actually, they're going to say no gain on the play for Klein. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 33. For that Hillsdale offense, they've got Trey Williams, the sophomore quarterback, Craig Klein in the backfield. At the slots is Ethan Elliott and Andrew Wolf. The wide receivers are Rod Fowler and Eric Pickering. We'll get the offensive line here in a second. Out of the pistol, handoff right up the middle. It goes to Klein. Klein's going to struggle forward to about the 35-yard line where he is stacked up by Adam Mullet and Logan Stanley. Stanley getting the start tonight at the middle linebacker spot. So a gain of a yard on the play for Klein. And on that front line, Christian Fowler is at left tackle. Joey Nebergall at left guard. Ryan Markley is the center. Caleb Ritter, the right guard, and Dan Garden, the right tackle. Across the front, Hillsdale averages 228 yards, or 228 pounds across that front line. Third down and eight yards to go. Rolling out to his left is Williams. Williams throws it out into the flat, and it is complete to his slot back, Ethan Elliott. He's going to be close to a first down at about the 43-yard line. So a gain of eight on that reception, and that will bring out the sticks as they're going to have to measure this one. Yeah, it looks pretty close. Uh, I thought it was a pretty generous spot, but um, you know, we'll see. Coach Zerker not too happy. Uh, that's probably a route that they've gone over a lot in practice that Hillsdale likes to run, and I just, they just didn't cover it that well. Trey Williams came into this game with nine touchdown passes and no interceptions on the year. 48 of 78 for 
538 yards as they stretch out the sticks, and they've got the first down. So Hillsdale picks up their initial first down of the evening on the pass. 10-18 to go in the first quarter. No score from Waynedale, and Hillsdale picks up the first down at the 43-yard line. Trey Williams, the sophomore quarterback, a six-foot, 170-pounder. We'll hit the Bears' defense for you here after this play. Going out wide left is Pickering. In the backfield is Klein. Wing formation. Handoff on the right-hand side. Now it comes back. It's going to be the dipsy do right back to Williams. He's going to throw it deep, and he's got a receiver. Pickering goes up and gets Strasbaugh. And Strasbaugh for the ball. Pickering and Strasbaugh went up for the ball. You would think the Pickering would have had the advantage being 6-6. But Strasbaugh outjumped him and took the ball away, and the interception gives it back to the Bears at their own 15-yard line. Well, Nick's, Nick's used to that in, uh, in basketball, going against bigger guys, taller guys, but he always seems to find a way to come down with the rebound in basketball, and that's basically what that was. Two guys going up for the ball, and he was the one that came down with it. So the Bears have the ball back at their own 15-yard line. Spidell comes out wide right on the exchange of turnovers. The Bears get it back. Strasbaugh slot right, out wide left is Bixler. Moving in motion is Lewis. Out of the pistol, throw out into the flat to Lewis. Lewis gets it at the 15. He's going to cut it to the 20 along the far side and run out of bounds at the 24-yard line. Gain of nine on that reception for Antoine Lewis. And the Bears will have second and one for Antoine on the year. Coming into the ball game, he had 18, or check at 11 catches. That's his 12th on the year. Bears second down and one. Dropping back as Reby hands the ball right up the middle to Nick Strasbaugh. He's going to lose a yard on that game. So he'll be dropped back at the 23-yard line. So Strasbaugh loses a yard, and it's third down and a long one yard to go. Not much push out of the Bears' offensive line. No, and uh, Hillsdale's front line wasn't too uh, fooled by that fake handoff to Stanley. Hillsdale starts seven juniors and three seniors, one sophomore defensively. Receivers out wide on both sides. Spidell to the near side. Bixler out wide left. Out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Stanley. Stanley cuts it across the 25, out to the 29-yard line for a first down. Gain of five yards on the play for Reed Stanley. And Matt Zerker said off tape on our interview yesterday that this was the best week of practice for Reed Stanley after suffering that high ankle sprain. Out of the shotgun, now moving in motion is Strasbaugh. He's going to get it on the jet. Comes across, cuts it across the 30, to the 35, to the 40, puts his head down across the 45, and out to the 47-yard line. 17-yard pickup for Nick Strasbaugh, and the Bears have another first down. So far, really, uh, you know, minus the turnover and the one uh, run for no gain, they're moving the ball pretty well. Yeah, this is a lot better than what they were in the second half against Norway last week. Slot formation for the Bears in tight. Now Lewis moves back behind Reby out of the pistol. Handoff on the crossbuck. Now he's going to fake it, throws it out into the flat, complete to Lewis at midfield. Cuts it into Hillsdale territory, and he's down to the 46-yard line. So a gain of six on that reception. Reby, pretty sharp in this game so far, Pat. He's three for three. He, had a, he was off to a pretty good start last week, too. Two receptions so far tonight for Antoine Lewis. Slot formation, receivers out wide on both sides. Handoff goes 
up the middle. No, Reby's got it. He's going to be hit right behind the line and dropped at midfield for a loss of three. That's one of those plays on the read option that Previn probably should have given it up. Well, I don't think he had... They wanted to run the complete, the old school type of option, the fake handoff up the middle and, and him keep it, but he didn't really have time to be able to pitch that ball because Pickering got in there so fast. Um, but smart play to just eat it and not try to to uh, pitch it off and cause another another fumble. Moving in motion to the near side is Strasbaugh out of the slot. Fake handoff to Stanley. They're going to throw it into the slot to Strasbaugh. Complete at the 50. Breaks the tackle to the 45. Nice block. To the 40. Down to the 35. Spins and he's down to the 30-yard line of Hillsdale. 20-yard reception and another first down for the Bears. An absolute fantastic block by Antoine Lewis. He went out on his route, came back, found a defensive back, waited for him to turn, and he laid a, a nice block for Nick to be able to get you know, at least 10 more yards on that reception. Reby, first and 10 from the Hillsdale 30 with 6.53 to go in the first quarter. No score from Waynedale in this homecoming game. Reby takes the snap. Handoff up the middle to Stanley. Breaks into the clear right up the middle to the 15. 10-5 touchdown! 30-yard touchdown run for Reed Stanley. And the Bears are on top of it now by a score of 6 to nothing. And that was what we saw last year out of Reed Stanley, and he's finally healthy. Yeah, that was uh, really what we saw in that play that we haven't seen all year so far is the explosiveness after he got through the hole. He just absolutely outran the secondary. They didn't even touch him. I mean, their safety's playing about 15 yards back, and he had no chance of touching him. Once it comes in to attempt the extra point, he is 15 of 18 on the year. Ball is down, kick is up. And the kick hits the upright on the right side and bounces away no good. 6.40 to go in this first quarter of play. And your score from Waynedale, it's the Bears 6 and Hillsdale nothing. Casa de Sassi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like timeless values, their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Earning your trust is vitally important, which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa de Sassi today, 330-830-9760. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. 6 nothing Bears. Pat, good start for the Bears. First time in three weeks. Yeah, you know, the fumble, the, the second play of the first possession, but great job to get the ball back and march down the field and be able to put it in for six. Wanzik is back to kick it off, and Wolf is going to return it. It's a squib kick up the right-hand side, taken in by one of the upbacks for Hillsdale at the 25, cuts it up the near side across the 30 and out to the 32-yard line. Making that return for Hillsdale was Gunnar Richter, a junior 6'1", 170-pounder. Eight yards on the return. And Hillsdale has it back at their own 32-yard line. Waynedale on top of it, six to nothing, 
boy, it was nice to see Reed Stanley cut that thing right up the middle, and he looked like he had no after effects of that high ankle sprain at all. Yeah, as you said, just the, the Reed Stanley we got used to seeing last year. Slot formation. They call it the 4-1 slot spread. Out of the shotgun now is Williams. Williams is going to throw it out into the flat, and it is complete to Gunnar Richter. Check that, Andrew Wolf. I'm sorry, Andrew Wolf with the completion. He caught the pass at the 37-yard line, so a gain of four on that play. And it's second down and six. Nice little uh, play for Hillsdale. A little short route to uh, get Williams, get his mind off of that interception he, he just threw and um, get focused on completing the ball again. Williams, the sophomore, out of the pistol. He has got Craig Klein, the 180-pound junior, right beside him. He's going to hand it off to Klein up on the right-hand side. He's going to cut it up across the 40, and he's going to be tripped up and struggles forward and gets out to the 44-yard line and picks up the first down after a gain of seven. Nice run by Klein. He just wouldn't go down. He's got three carries now for nine yards tonight. Wendell had him in the backfield, but uh, he was just able, as you said, to struggle forward and uh, get one last little dive in to be able to pick up the first down there. We're under six minutes left to go in this first quarter of play. Bears up 6 nothing. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Rod Fowler. Eric Pickering comes out wide to the left, out of the pistol. Now moving in motion to the near side is Ethan Elliott. Handoff goes to Klein. Klein off the right tackle. Struggles forward. Gets it out to the 47-yard line. Gain of three on the carry. And it's second down and seven yards to go. Adam Mullet with a nice stop there. Into the ballgame, tie straights now for the Bears, and Kyle Ice will leave. Ice is on the injury report this week. That knee is still bothering him, has been since the opening week. So it'll bring up second down and six yards to go. Klein's got 13 yards tonight. The Bears have tried to keep him in check. Second down, six. Williams. Goes back, pump fakes, now he's going to throw it up the near side, and it is going to be complete to Andrew Wolf. Aaron Spidell had coverage, but overran it, and then it, Andrew Wolf picked it up and takes it down to the 27-yard line. Yeah, as you said, he, he had coverage, but he just uh, he looked back for the ball and just kept running, and, and Wolf made the adjustment and was able to get that ball. That's, that's one, especially with the size advantage that Spidell has over Wolf, that's one he's got to get. Coming up to the line of scrimmage is Hillsdale after their first down. Fake handoff. Now handoff goes to Klein. Klein takes it right up the middle. Struggles forward to the 25-yard line. Adam Mullet and Logan Stanley in on the hit along with Reed Stanley. So a gain of two on the play. Four seventeen to go in this first quarter. 60th anniversary of Waynedale football, and they will be honoring all of the All-Ohio players for Waynedale at halftime. We'll be bringing that to you here tonight at halftime. Handoff goes to Wolf. Wolf on the sweep. He's going to take it inside the 20, and he's going to be knocked down to the ground on a nice individual tackle out there on the far side by Isaiah Menue. Boy, he knocked him down, evaded the blocker, and got him down. So again of about six on the carry, and it's third down. Yeah, as you said, a great tackle by Isaiah. He did pretty pretty much form tackle, went right for his knees and, and wrapped him up, and 
um, made sure that he wasn't going to get any more yardage. And it's third down and call it about the length of the football. Ball at the 17-yard line, and now the officials are going to take time out. I think Tom Williams wanted to get the ball measured, and they're going to take the ball where the official had spotted it, and they're going to check the yard marker. Now, a lot of people in the stands are going to think that the ball was taken to the yard marker, but they actually just went back to the referee where he had marked it before where he went out of bounds. And he's going to be about a half a yard shy on third down. So they'll take it out back and spot it. Ball at the 18-yard line, and it's third down and about a half a yard. Bears on top of this one, 6 nothing on the 30-yard scamper by Reed Stanley. His first touchdown of the year, by the way. We'll see uh, what Hillsdale decides to do if they try to do anything tricky. I would imagine they'll probably, uh, they're having some success with Klein up the middle, so may see that or maybe uh, Elliott or Wolf on a jet sweep. Third down and less than the length of the football. Ty Straits right there in the middle of the line looking over at Matt Zerker for the defensive call. They come out in the pistol, Klein right behind Williams. Williams now moves Elliott in motion. He's going to run it off the left-hand side. Elliott with the ball, cuts it inside the 15, and he's down almost to the 14, picks up the first down after a gain of four. The nice run by Elliott and a first down by the Falcons. Gives it to them at the Bears just inside their 15-yard line with 317 and running left in this first quarter. First and 10 for the Falcons. And this is a spot here where you got to keep your eye on Pickering for something to the end zone. They might throw up a jump ball to him. Faller out wide right, slot right is Pickering. Now Williams is going to keep it right up the middle. He's got a wide open field and takes it into the end zone for a touchdown. 15-yard touchdown run by Trey Williams, and that middle just opened wide up. And Williams ran it in from 15 for the score. Yeah, good read by uh, Williams. You know, obviously not something that they look to do a whole lot with him keeping it, but... Uh, he did a great job of reading it and saw the open middle up and or the middle open up and um, you know was able to scamper in for the touchdown. So coming in to attempt the extra point for Hillsdale will be Josh Vinzak, the sophomore, left-footed kicker. Pickering holds it. It's a low snap and the ball is blocked by Nick Strasbaugh. It was a bad snap from center. Pickering got it down, but Strasbaugh busted in and blocked the kick. So there's 2.58 left to go in this first quarter of play. Your score from Apple Creek. It's Waynedale 6 and Hillsdale 6. Need a satisfying snack on the go? In your car and don't want to stop long? For over 25 years, the Apple Creek drive-thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek drive-thru has a history of tradition and hard work. Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. At the Apple Creek drive-thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless Guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 
1-800-589-4905, or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com. 2.58 left to go in the first quarter. We're tied at 6 after that touchdown drive by Hillsdale. Vinsack will kick it off, and he's going to pooch it up the middle of the field. It will be taken in by Menuet at the 23-yard line to the 25, now to the 30, cuts it to the right side, and now cuts back up the middle across the 35 to the 40. So a gain of 17 on that return by Isaiah Menuet. And the Bears will take it over first and 10 from their own. They're going to spot him down right at the 40. Brevin Reby leads the team out to the line of scrimmage. That offensive line for the Bears. Tristan Anderson, a left tackle. Ty Straits, a left guard. Christian Warner, the center. Sam Farrar at right guard. And Ben Farrar at right tackle. Reed Stanley set back behind Reby out of the pistol. Slaps his hands. Fake handoff to Stanley. Rolls out to the right. Throws it up the field. It's complete to Colton Purdy into Hillsdale territory at the 45. And he's spun out of bounds. At the 41-yard line, tackled by Hillsdale, made by Trey Stiltner, the sophomore cornerback. A good route by Purdy. Uh, I was watching him the whole time, and he uh, faked inside and was able to get separation by um, really, again, putting on a good fake and planting his foot and really accelerating to the outside. First catch of the night by Colton Purdy of 20 yards. Fake handoff goes to Lewis, now off to Stanley. Stanley cuts it right up the middle. He breaks into the clear across the 30, into Hillsdale territory, and he's going to be tripped up and down at the 25. 16-yard run by Reed Stanley. And, boy, Pat, Matt Zerker was absolutely correct. He looks like the old Reed Stanley tonight. Quick huddle for the Bears. They're going to go no huddle. Hand off to Stanley, right back up the middle, inside the 25, down to the 23. So another gain of two. For Reed Stanley, he's got four carries tonight for 53 yards, including a touchdown. And it'll be second down and seven yards to go. 2.10 left to go in this first quarter. Spidell out wide left. Purdy wide right. Slot formation for the Bears with Stanley behind Reby out of the pistol. Fake handoff to Stanley. He's going to throw it out to the right. Complete to Purdy. Purdy's going to be hit right at the line and dropped at the 22. Only a gain of a yard on that catch. Second one of the night for Purdy. On the year, Colton's got nine catches. A minute 40 to go in the first quarter. 6-6 the score. Spidell is out wide left. Strasbaugh slot left. Wing left is Lewis. Out wide right, this near side, is Colton Purdy. Stanley behind Reby out of the pistol. Reby slaps his hands, fake hand off to Stanley, drops straight back. Looks up the middle. Now he's going to scramble out to the left. Looks upfield. He's got a receiver. That's complete. Oh. Spidell, and he dropped the ball. Right in Aaron's bread basket, and he couldn't pull it in. First incompletion of the night by Brevin Reby, and it will bring up fourth down and seven yards to go with a minute 15 left in this first quarter. The Bears will obviously go for it. Yeah, obviously with uh, this field position, too far for uh, a field goal and too short for a punt. So, uh, you know, even if maybe you run those same routes again, you might be able to to get a completion. Bears are three of nine on fourth down plays this year, and now Hillsdale will take a timeout. They did not like what they saw out of that Bears offensive formation. That's the first timeout taken by Hillsdale in this first half. We'll keep it right here with a minute 15 to go in the first quarter. 6-6 the score. 
30-yard touchdown run by Reed Stanley gave the Bears a 6-0 lead, and then Trey Williams came back on the next drive for the Falcons and ran one in from 15 yards out. And that's where we're at, at 6-6. Now the Bears have it down to the 22-yard line of Hillsdale. Fourth down, seven yards to go. Uh, Important game uh, for the Bears to keep an eye on. Uh, that we've talked about before with points. Triway is up 6 nothing on Tusky Valley right now. Well, you would think you would want Triway to win that game. I would think so, too. They're, they're probably going to win a few more games this year than Tusky Valley will, so um, you know, you'll, you'll get more points out of that with their wins. Either way, it's a win-win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to get points out of Tusky, too. Okay, the Bears come out on 4th and 7. Ball at the Hillsdale 22-yard line. Stanley, the single setback. Three receivers out to the far side. Single receiver out to the right side is Colton Purdy. Bears with Reby out of the pistol. Drops straight back. Looks into the flat. He's got a receiver incomplete. He overthrew Reed Stanley, who was open. He may have been going to Reed Stanley, but he had Spidell right there in the same area. Yeah, it looked like he was going to, to Reed. Reed, as he said, was wide open. Uh, had it been a little bit better of a pass, he would have been able to catch that and easily been able to convert the first down. So the Bears turn it over to Hillsdale on downs. Hillsdale takes it over at their own 22-yard line with a minute 11 left to go in the first quarter. Next week, the Bears are in Chippewa to take on the Chips. We'll be on the air with Golden Bear Rewind at 6, 6.30 with the PNC Bank pregame show. Fowler goes out wide left for Hillsdale out of the Jet sweep. It's handed off to Elliott. Elliott takes it up the near side, right behind the left tackle, and he's going to struggle forward for about a yard on the play. Second and nine. Nice tackle by Adam Mullet and Antoine Lewis on the play. Reed Stanley stuck his helmet in there also. You know, one thing we didn't talk about the last couple of weeks, Reed Stanley calls the plays in the huddle for the Bears, and he's been missing defensively. Going out wide right is Fowler. Wide left is Pickering. Wolf is in the slot left out of the slot formation with a single setback behind Williams. Fake handoff to Klein. Williams drops back, throws it out in the flat. Incomplete and almost intercepted by Logan Stanley on the tip drill. Boy, he got his hands on it, and he had a lot of green on that far side, but just could not bring it in. And it's third down and eight. That that was six. He would have held on to that. He had blockers, and that was six. 30 seconds to go in the first quarter. We're tied at six. Williams, the sophomore quarterback, son of head coach Tom Williams, comes in to call the play. He's a left-handed thrower. He's got a single setback in Craig Klein. Klein, the junior, in the backfield. Receivers out wide on both sides. Slow snap from center. Throw out into the flat. The Klein incomplete. Williams was under a heavy rush by Antoine Lewis and Adam Mullet, and he had to get rid of it, and he threw it before Klein had broken toward the ball. So it's fourth down and eight after the incompletion, and it's punting time now for Hillsdale. Bears caught a little bit of a break there because of the hurried pass. It was off the fingertips of Klein, and I think if he would have caught that, he might have been able to pick up a first down. So dropping back, to punt the ball away for Hillsdale is Gunnar Richter. Richter, the 6'1", 170-pound junior. He's going to punt it away from his own 15. Gets a high 
spiral kick that's going to hit at the 50, bounce into Waynedale territory, and it'll be down at the 41-yard line. So a 35-yard punt by Richter. Bears have it first and 10 from their own 40 with 16.6 seconds to go in the first quarter. We're tied at 6. Reed Stanley really has paced the Bears' offense. Second consecutive possession, the Bears have taken it over at their own 40. Real quick uh, update on Chippewa Norway. Chippewa has the lead in the first quarter, 7-0 on Norway. Reby leads the Bears out. They're going from left to right for this final 16.6 in the first quarter. Spidell and Lewis are out to the right-hand side. Strasbaugh and Bixler out to the left. Strasbaugh in motion. Handoff goes to Stanley off the left-hand side. Cuts it across the 40, out to the 45-yard line for a gain of five on the play. And that will do it for the end of the first quarter of play. Reed Stanley with a touchdown, five carries, 58 yards so far in this game. When we return, it will be second down, five yards to go for the Bears. That's the end of the first quarter of play. And your score from Apple Creek, it's the Waynedale Golden Bears 6 and the Hillsdale Falcons 6. Experience a pleasant atmosphere and homemade comfort food daily at Deb's Den in Apple Creek. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. There's no assembly line food at Deb's Den. Everything is handcrafted and fresh, from the sandwiches to the soups and sides and the dinner specials every day. Deb's Den, breakfast hours are Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 8, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Bear on Main Street in Apple Creek. When it comes to cheering on your team, chips and dip don't cut it. So build a better game plan. One that starts with tender, juicy pork. Kick things off with a pork tenderloin and sausage flatbread. Serve a slam dunk with sweet and spicy pork kebabs. Or hit it out of the park with hearty pork meatball sandwiches. With pork, there are countless ways to keep game day going strong. Find more winning ideas at porkbeinspired.com. Brought to you by Shop Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers. Second down and five to go for the Bears. They're now going from right to left across your computer screen. Handoff up the middle. It goes to Reed Stanley. He struggles forward for a gain of three on the play out to the 49-yard line. And it's third down, two yards to go for Wayndale. Quick huddle. Well, they're going to call it about a gain of four. He's got to get just across the midfield stripe. Reby bobbled the snap. Hands it off right up the middle, though, to Reed Stanley. He cuts it off the left guard behind Ty Strait. And takes it into Nor- into Hillsdale territory after a gain of two on the play and a first down. Down at the Hillsdale 47-yard line. And this just adds another dimension, obviously, to the Golden Bear offense with having Reed Stanley back which with what looks to be 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes the Bears tough to defend with him back, back at full strength. Strasbaugh in motion. He's going to get it on the jet sweep. Runs it around the right-hand side. Gets a good block by Stanley. Cuts it across the 45. Down to the Hillsdale 40. Inside the 40. And down to the 39-yard line. Gain of eight on the play for Nick Strasbaugh. And when Reed Stanley is running like he is, it opens things up more for Strasbaugh to run that sweep and also get open across the middle. Yeah, exactly. As you said, run the sweep or, or be in the tandem backfield with him. And as you said, opens up the passing game a little bit for him. Stack formation for the Bears out to the near side. Reby, handoff up the middle to Reed Stanley, cuts it inside the 35, and down to the Hillsdale 33-yard line. Six yards again on the carry for Reed. 
unofficially that's 70 yards on the game for Reed Stanley and the Bears have another first down Bears are moving the ball methodically down the field ball at the Hillsdale 32 yard line make it about the 33 ten and a half minutes to go in this first half Two backs behind Reby out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Reed Stanley, and he's going to be hit right at the line immediately by Joey Nebergall. But he struggled forward and got a yard on the play. And you could tell right there that Reed's ankle was back close to 100% because he had to plant it and dive forward to get that yard. Second down, nine yards to go. Two backs in the backfield. Reby fake handoff, throws over the middle, incomplete to Trent. Titus Bixler and almost intercepted on the play by Hillsdale's Trace Stiltner. Ball was just thrown right over the head of Bixler, but it's into the breadbasket of Stiltner. A little, little high, but uh, a ball that Bixler probably should have caught. I mean, just looked like he might not have been ready for that pass, but uh, third long here for the Bears now. Spidell wide right to the far side. Bixler wide left to that near side. Lewis and Strasbaugh in the slot. Reed Stanley, the single setback. Hand off to Stanley, right up the middle. He cuts it across the 30, down to the 25, to the 24-yard line. He's close to a first down. Six yards, seven yards on the carry. And it is going to be fourth down and a long yard, about two yards to go. Bears in the huddle-up, no-huddle offense. Handoff goes to Stanley. No, Reby's going to keep it around the right side. Cuts it inside the 20 to the 15, down to the 10, and he's got the first down. Had me fooled. <laughs> Boy, nice fake into the gut of Reed Stanley, and Reby just kept it. Took it all the way down to the 10-yard line. 14-yard gain on the play for Brevin Reby, and the Bears have another first down. First and goal at the Hillsdale 10. We're tied at six with nine and a half minutes to go in this first half. He had somebody land on him on the tackle. I think he's trying to get a little extra time to catch his breath there. Strasbaugh and Stanley in the backfield. Hand off to Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh cuts it off the left tackle. To the 5, to the 2, to the 1. Touchdown, Strasbaugh. Nick Strasbaugh with his first touchdown of the night. And the Bears have jumped back out in front of this one by a score of 12-6. to six. Good job by Nick. Uh, he was op- or The hole opened up initially, and once he got about five yards in, he had a linebacker come up and tackle him, but he just kind of shook him off like he was a flea and was able to get in the end zone. Eighth touchdown of the year rushing for Nick Strasbaugh. He's 14th on the year. High snap. Wanzik in to attempt the extra point, puts it up, and it is good. 9.09 to go in this first half of play from Apple Creek. Your score, Waynedale 13 and Hillsdale 6. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. 13-6. Bears on top of it after the touchdown run by Nick Strasbaugh, his 14th of the year. 9.09 to go in this first half of play. Update from uh, Chippewa Norway. Norway tied it up at seven apiece on a 30-yard touchdown pass from Zollinger to the one that caught the game-winning touchdown pass last week against Waynedale, Quinton Hall. 
I'd like to know if Brevin Harris is playing in that game tonight after he got the... They, they finally called it a stinger after last week's game. Wanzik will kick it off. Back set to return is Wolf, but it's going to be a squib kick taken in by one of the upbacks by Hillsdale at the 35-yard line. Cuts it across the 40 and out to the 43-yard line. That's Zach Glass. Glass, a 6'2", 165-pound senior, making the return. And Hillsdale will take the ball over at their own 45-yard line is where they'll mark it. Your officials for tonight's game, we didn't get to that early in the first quarter. Your referee, Todd Rennie. The umpire, Howard Duger. Headlinesman is Jack Oyster. The line judge is Colby Byram. And the back judge is Jim Woodlock. 9.05 to go in this first half. Hillsdale going from left to right. Trey Williams, the quarterback, drops straight back out of the pistol. He's going to throw it out to the right side to Andrew Wolf, and it's incomplete. Nick Strasbaugh had the coverage out there along with Antoine Lewis. Bears are getting some good pressure put on Trey Williams. And we had talked before, uh, you know, just off the air but about how Williams probably hasn't seen this athletic of a secondary in their first four games, so it uh, might be a little bit more of a challenge for him tonight. Slot formation looks like a wing. Handoff going to go on the right side to L- Elliott. Elliott's going to take it across the 45 and run out of bounds at the 46-yard line. Gain of about a yard on the play to Elliott. That almost took too long to develop, and I think it was Kyle Ice got in there and tackled uh, Williams as he was handing the ball off. That looked like the old wing T formation that Hillsdale used to run about 30 years ago. I was doing games at WNCO in Ashland, and they were running that offense. They didn't even have a quarterback back then. Ball at the 46-yard line. Third down, eight yards to go as Hillsdale hustles to the line of scrimmage after the huddle. Williams out of the pistol with receivers out wide. He's going to throw it out to the far side, and it is complete, but nice coverage there by the Bears' defensive back. I can't see who that was, but it was a gain of about six yards on the reception to Andrew Wolf. Looks like Spidell on the tackle. Nice coverage. So the reception of six yards, and it'll bring up fourth down and about four yards to go. And this is kind of what I expected them to, to go for. When you throw a short pass like that on third and long, um, you're probably setting something up to try to manage a a fourth and short. So now Williams looks over to the sideline to Tom Williams. Fourth down four. Ball at the Waynedale 49-yard line. Matt Zerker yelling for Nick Strasbaugh to come up more into the box. Williams out of the pistol. Rolls out to the left. Looks up the far side. He's going to throw it short. Complete on the play for a first down at the 43-yard line to Rod. uh, Check that. The completion made for Hillsdale's Ben Rogers. Rodgers came into the ball game at the tight end position and caught the pass for the first down. So Hillsdale has it first and ten at the Wayndale 43-yard line. That's something that's kind of been the Achilles heel for the Golden Bears. It seems like any time a team goes for it on fourth down and, and we need to get a stop to make a big play, they just aren't able to do it. Williams on first and ten from the Bears' 43-yard line. Seven minutes exactly to go in this first half. Fake handoff. Rolls out to the left. Williams now cuts inside. He's going to be hit and dropped by Adam Mullet for the sack. Boy, Adam Mullet came in and got him for the sack. That's his third of the year. And now there's going to flag down. That's our first penalty. 
and I think it's going to be against Waynedale. Looked like they were saying personal foul, face, face mask. So the first penalty of the game, and there you go, guys. I just jinxed us <laughs> during the break. Told Randy Worrell of the paper, and Pat, there hadn't been a penalty in this game, and I thought they were going to club me. <laughs> that one's a big one. The personal foul is going to take it all the way down to the Waynedale 31-yard line. 6.49 to go in this first half. A lot of activities coming up at halftime, and we'll be part of it all. Handoff goes to Elliott. Elliott off the left tackle on the cross buck. Takes it inside the 30, and down to the Waynedale 25, make it the 24-yard line. Gain of seven on the play, and it's second and three. Elliott, they've got him registered as a slot back, sometimes a quarterback. And about the only time he gets it is on the crossbucker at jet sweep out of a running play. Klein lines up behind Williams out of the pistol. Slot formation in tight on the far hash mark. Now moving in motion is Elliott. They don't give it to him. They give it to Klein. Klein runs it right up the middle down to the 20-yard line of Waynedale. And that'll be close to the first down after a gain of four. And I believe he does have it. And he does. So a gain of four on the play for Klein. And it gives Hillsdale the first down to the Waynedale 20-yard line. 5.57 left in this first half. The uh, fourth down conversion and the you know penalty there just allows a team like Hillsdale that's able to run the football and chew up some clock. You know, just giving them more opportunities to march the ball down the field and, and chew that time off. Now Elliott comes out wide right. Still a tight formation for Hillsdale with Klein right beside Williams. He drops back. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone to Pickering. It is knocked away and incomplete by Strasbaugh and Bixler. Pickering also fell down, but Strasbaugh went up high in the air and knocked that one away. Second down and ten. You think they uh, run jump balls? A little bit. He just floated that up in the air, and I would imagine he tells his son, throw it up in the air and let Pickering go get it. You know, we saw that last year over at Dalton, though. Nick out-jumped Connor Clark a couple of times over at Dalton for some jump ball passes for interceptions, and he did it tonight against Pickering, who's 6'6". Williams throws it out into the flat, complete to Elliott oh. at the 20 to the 15, got a nice block to the 5, into the end zone, and it goes in for the score. 20-yard reception to Elliott, and Hillsdale has come back to cut it to 1, 13-12. As you said, a nice block there on the outside by Pickering. Looked like a little bit of a hold, looked like he twisted, I think it was Menuay out there, um, but... That was a, a nice, nice pass, nice blocking, nice catch, and nice run for the touchdown. So Josh Vinsack will come in to attempt the extra point. Last time, Pickering couldn't get the hold down. 5:21 left to go in this first half. Vinsack will try to tie the game up. It's 13-12, Waynedale. Gets a high snap. Pickering gets it down. He puts it up, and it is through. 5.21 left to go in this first half of play. Your score from Apple Creek. It is the Waynedale Golden Bears 13 and Hillsdale 13. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Build your own burgers. Try our brisket and pulled pork. And every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction, so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub. 
Open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10. Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight. And Sunday, 11 to 8. Located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Exceeding your expectations is what the Spidell Funeral Home strives for. Every day the Spidell Funeral Home proves what matters most. They've been family owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand. When you come in, the Spidell Funeral Home will walk through the process with you. And trust your family with their care. The Spidell Funeral Home. In two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home. Just like family, they're when you need them. 521 left to go in this first half of play. We're tied at 13 between Waynedale and Hillsdale. And uh, with the Norway Chippewa game, Norway is up 14-7 now. Brevin Harris with a 76-yard touchdown run. So he is playing. Vinsack is going to kick it off, and Strasbaugh is going to go back and pick it up at his own 5 to the 10 to the 15. Cuts to the right, and he's going to be downed at the 17-yard line. 12-yard return for Nick Strasbaugh. And the Bears will have it first and 10 at their own 17-yard line. 5.15 to go before halftime. And at halftime, the two bands will play and we'll have the ceremony for the All-Ohio players for Waynedale over the last 60 years of high school football. Brevin Reby leads the team out. Bears have had the ball five times. This will be the fifth time tonight. They've scored two touchdowns. Had to punt once and fumbled the ball away in their initial possession. Spidell is out wide right. Strasbaugh slot right. Moving in motion to Stanley. Stanley's going to get it on the sweep. He cuts it up across the left tackle. Up over the 20-yard line and to the 22-yard line. So a gain of five for Reed Stanley. Unofficially, I've got him for 83 yards tonight on 11 carries. He had a good first half last week against Norway, if you remember, and then his ankle started bothering him again. Under five minutes and running left to go in this first half. Dropping back is Reby out of the shotgun. He's going to throw it up the field. He's got Lewis complete to the 50. He's going to outrun everybody. Forget it. And it'll go all the way for a touchdown. 78-yard touchdown pass from Brevin Reby, and he laid it right into the hands of Antoine Lewis for a touchdown. A great pass by Reby, as you said, to put it right where it needed to be. And if Antoine gets it in the open space, he plays third in the 400 for, at the state track and field. So uh, if he's in a foot race, nobody in this area is going to catch him. Maybe maybe Brevin Harris or one of the Norway kids, but um, I'll take my chance with Antoine Lewis in a foot race any day. And he just outran everybody. 19-13, Bears on top of it. Wanzik will come in to kick the extra point up, and it is good. 4.37 left to go in the first half. And your score, Waynedale 20, Hillsdale 13. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job. From the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Well, for Antoine Lewis, on the season, that 78-yard touchdown reception, his longest of the year, it was also his second touchdown of the year and the longest touchdown play for the Bears this year. 
and they saw a mismatch. Hillsdale was in man coverage on the uh, receivers, and the safety, free safety, was sneaking up on a blitz, and he came right up the middle, and, and again, they saw the mismatch. And I think if you get uh, Antoine or Spidell or Strasbaugh on a one-on-one and they can get deep, you're going to throw it up to him and let him catch it. So Wanzik will kick it off with 437. He's going to kick it straight up the middle. It'll be taken in by Wolf at his 12. Cuts it to the 15 to the 20. Now to the near side across the 25, and he's going to be dropped right at the 27-yard line by the Bears. Tucker Worth with the tackle. So 432 to go in the first half, and Hillsdale takes it over at their own 26-yard line. First and ten, down on the scoreboard, 20-13. to 13. Bears by seven in this one. Been a big play night by both squads. And Trey Williams will come out to lead the Hillsdale offense. Neither team has really showed an ability to stop the other in this first half. Going out wide to the left-hand side. For Hillsdale is Rod Fowler. Dropping back is Williams. Williams pump fakes out to the far side. Now throws it over the middle. It is complete to the 32-yard line to Fowler, and he is immediately hit and dropped by Aaron Spidell. So a gain of five on that reception. Honestly, I'm not sure if you call it Fowler or Failer. I think it's whatever we want to say it is tonight. <laughs> Nobody's here from Hillsdale to check, unless I run upstairs and ask the guys in the coach's box, but I think they're probably a little busy with something else right about now. So it's second down and five after that completion. Coming out wide to the right-hand side is Elliott. Wide left is Failer. Slot right is Pickering. Dropping back is Williams. He looked at Pickering. Couldn't find oh. it. He's going to roll out to his right under heavy pressure. Throws it up the left-hand side. Oh my. It is complete, and a flag down on the play. Nice catch by Ben Rogers at the 46-yard line, and I'm not sure. They're going to call pass interference, but I'm not sure if it's against the Bears or Hillsdale. I think it's on, I think it's on the Bears. The back judge saw the hand on the, on the back of Rodgers, which didn't really affect the play at all. Um, but nonetheless, they're probably they're going to decline that, obviously. Yeah, obviously. They're going to pick up big yardage out to the 45-yard line, and it'll be a first down. They will decline it. So they'll mark the ball at the 45, and now they're going to mark it at the 43-yard line. It's still going to be a first down. So that's the second reception of the night by Ben Rogers. He always sneaks in and gets into that slot formation. Now he comes out wide right. Pickering is wide left. They're the 6-6 tandem. Williams out of a tight wing formation. Rolls out to the left. He's going to throw it out into the flat. Incomplete. Tried to get the ball out on the left-hand side to Pickering. Now the official's going to come in, and they're going to say no. Now the referee comes in and says, it looked like Spidell may have intercepted it. I thought from up here it did hit the turf, and the referee came from all the way back behind the line and did call it incomplete. It got tipped by Adam Mullet at the line, and... uh the only person that really was sure about what happened was the, the referee. All the other officials, they looked like they were going to call it an interception, and then the, the referee came in and said it hit the ground, which from up here probably looked like a pretty good call. It did. Todd Rennie came right in, and he was emphatic that it hit the turf. 
So it's second down, 10 yards to go from the Hillsdale 43. 3.17 left before halftime. Receivers out wide on both sides, slot formation. Klein, the single setback out of the pistol. Fake handoff to Klein. Williams is going to throw it up the right side, and it is going to be incomplete. Over the head of Eric Pickering up that left side. And it is third down and 10 yards to go for the Falcons from their own 43 with 3.11 left in the first half. Good job by uh, Tristan Anderson to get up the middle and put pressure on Williams and make him release that before he wanted to. Trey Williams does the old Smithville Smithies ploy where he runs all the way to the sideline, gets the play, and then comes back in to the huddle. 3.11 remaining. Pickering is wide left. Rogers wide right. Wing formation, now slot formation with Elliott. Elliott's moving in motion to the far side. Williams drops back, rolls out to the left, looks upfield. Good pressure, good coverage, and it throws over the head of Pickering incomplete. And it's fourth down. Good defense by the Bears. Actually, I would say those four downs, Pat, have been the best four downs that the Bears have played defensively maybe in the last two games. Yeah, that, that was a good job of uh, recognizing the routes that the Hillsdale receivers were running and, and being able to get good pressure on um, the quarterback and make him release the ball before he wanted to. 3.04 left to go, and Gunnar Richter will come in and punt the ball away. Back set to return is Nick Strasbaugh at about his own 25-yard line. Richter, good snap from center, gets the punt away, high end-over-end kick that Strasbaugh will take in at the 29 to the 30, cuts it to the far side, and he's knocked down at the 33-yard line. So about a four-yard return by Nick Strasbaugh on the punt return, and the Bears will take it over with all three timeouts left and 2.56 remaining on the clock, up 20-13. to 13. And Ball this, will be at the 33-yard line. This is a, a big possession here. If the Bears are able to march it down the field and put another one in the end zone and to be able to potentially, unless something else happens, go up by two touchdowns at the halftime break, um, that, that's huge, especially in a, a game against two good teams. Reby comes out with two backs behind him, Strasbaugh and Stanley. Stack formation out to the far side. Purdy is wide left. Handoff goes right up the middle to Nick Strasbaugh. Check at Reed Stanley. Stanley takes it out to the 29-yard line. Uh, about the 34, I'm sorry. About the 34-yard line, so a gain of three for Reed Stanley. Second down, seven. Bears go with the hurry up. Fake handoff to Stanley. Throw over the middle. Complete to Strasbaugh at the 40. Breaks the tackle and out to the 43-yard line. He is close to a first down. Eight-yard reception, and the referee will say, yes, he does have it. So the first down reception to Nick Strasbaugh gives the Bears the ball out at their own 43-yard line. Drop back, Reby throws it out into the flat, complete to Bixler on the near side to the 48-yard line, gain of five on that reception. So the Bears moving the ball down the field. It'll be second down and five yards to go on the completion to Bixler. His first catch of the night. He's had a couple targets. 2.17 to go before halftime. Bears with all three timeouts left. They lead it by a touchdown, 20-13. to Handoff right up the middle. Goes to Reed Stanley. Stanley takes it across midfield into Hillsdale territory and down to the 48-yard line. So a gain of four on that carry. And it brings up third down and one. 
Bears with the hurry up. Receivers out wide on both sides. Stanley the single setback out of the pistol. Reby's going to keep it around the right side. Got a lot of green picks up the first down inside Hillsdale territory. Down inside the 45 to the 40-yard line. Gain of eight on Brevin Reby, and he played that read option very, very well. Yeah, good job to read the end of Ben Rogers on, on that side. And a smart play, too, at the end to uh, just go down and, and not try to get extra yardage and, and possibly take a hit. 145 and running. Reby with Stanley behind him. Fake handoff to Stanley. Throw out into the flat. Complete to Spidell at the 35-yard line, and he spun out of bounds by Andrew Wolf right there at the 35. Gain of five on that reception to Aaron Spidell, his second of the night. And it brings up second down. And call it a short five, long four. Ball at the 34-yard line with a minute 37 left, and now the Bears will huddle up. They've got trips out to the near side with Bixler, Strasbaugh, and Lewis. Out wide to the right-hand side is Spidell. Single setback is Stanley. Out of the pistol, Reby. Fake handoff. He's looking to the right side. He's going to throw it over to Spidell's way, but there's nothing there, so he just throws the ball away. I think he saw uh, Ben Rogers on that side ready to jump up and, and tip the pass down, so um, good job by not trying to force anything and possibly cause a turnover. 1.33 left to go before halftime. Third down, five yards to go. Bears lead it. Ball at their own at the Hillsdale 34-yard line. Pistol formation trips out to the near side. Fake handoff to Stanley. Reby drops straight back. Now rolls out to his left. He's going to throw the ball to the left side. Just throws it up. And it is going to be grabbed by Bixler and complete at the 16-yard line. 18-yard reception and a first down for the Bears at the Hillsdale 16. And he got out of bounds. I guess uh, when in doubt, just throw the ball up and hope somebody's going to catch it. And Bixler did. He went up, fought for it. Now the clock will run. First and 10 from the 16. Reby throws out the left-hand side to Bixler, to the 15. Down to the 10, to the 9. Seven yards on that reception. Timeout, Waynedale. Three catches tonight for Bixler. He's got 28 yards. And the Bears will take their first timeout of this first half with 118 left to go in it. 20 to 13, but the Bears are knocking at the Falcons' door down to the 14-yard line. Yeah, just a, a great drive so far, and I'm looking over at the Hillsdale defenders, and they're tired. They got guys with their hands on their knees, and they're all sucking down water. And meanwhile, Waynedale's over here on the near side. You know, they're they're getting drinks, but uh, they they seem pretty pumped up, pretty focused, and ready to put the ball in the end zone before halftime. I think the Bears have come out and answered the question at least in this first half that they're emotionally ready to play this one. And, and they're at a pretty good position at the field here, too. They only got to get three more yards for a first down. And then, uh, you know, if they don't punch it in the end zone, they got four shots at it with two timeouts. And a minute 18 left to go. Ball at the nine. It'll be second down and four. They need to get it down just around the five-yard line to pick up a first down. Reed Stanley behind Brevin Reby out of the pistol. Reby. Handoff goes to Stanley. Stanley off the right side to the five, cuts it inside. He's going to be horse tackled. Almost looked like a face mask, but no penalty. But it'll be a first down as he's got it inside the five. Gain of four yards on the carry for Reed Stanley. He's close to 100 yards. First and goal for the Bears. One minute to go in this half. Handoff goes to Stanley. Stanley pops up the ball. It goes into the end zone. And Hillsdale jumps on it for a touchback. Stanley got hit right at the line of scrimmage and coughed the football up and the fumble gives the ball back. 
to Hillsdale. That's the second fumble of the night by the Bears, and they've lost both of them. That one hurt. That, that one hurts big time. So Hillsdale will get the ball back with 58.7 seconds to go in this first half. 20-13, to 13 Bears turn it over on their second fumble of the night. And Hillsdale will take it over. First and ten. Now let's see what Tom Williams decides to do. He's got two timeouts left. They're down by a touchdown. Trey Williams comes out. Receivers out wide on both sides. Klein, the single setback. They hand it off to Klein right up the middle. He's going to be hit at the 20. Struggles forward out to the 23-yard line. Gain of three yards on the carry for Klein. And it's second and seven. Just 22 yards rushing tonight so far for Craig Klein. Second down, call it a long six. 35 seconds and Hillsdale content to just let this clock run itself out. They're going to get the ball to open the second half. An extraordinarily long halftime show here tonight with the two bands playing and the introduction of the all-Ohio players all-time for Waynedale. Williams. Hand off the Klein, off the left tackle. He's going to be hit right at the 25-yard line to the 26 for a gain of another three, and that should do it here at the half at Apple Creek, and it will. Hillsdale content to just let the clock run out, and that's the end of the first half of play. So the Bears came out and have played good football in this first half of play, but that fumble... At the end of the half, we're going to have to see how big that's going to be at the going into the second half. Yeah, obviously sets the uh, wind out of your sails a little bit. You're marching down the field pretty easily and uh, have a chance to put it in and go up by two touchdowns and, you know, just cough the ball up. And, you know, now Hillsdale gets the ball out of halftime, so it's even more crucial that uh, we come out focused and, and ready to get a stop and get the ball back. So it will be the 60th anniversary celebration here for Waynedale High School football as they will introduce all the all-Ohio players. Hillsdale's marching band will play first, then Waynedale. Then we're going to turn it over to Jimmy Miller, the public address announcer, for the introduction of those former all-Ohio players from Waynedale High School. But before that, we're going to come back for our Apple Creek Bank halftime report, go over the stat story, and hear a little bit from Matt Zerker on his experience with some of these players that were all-Ohio. Your score here at the end of the first half of play from Waynedale. It is the Golden Bears 20 and Hillsdale 13. Macho Men Radio, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central. We're your go-to spot for NFL talk, NFC North talk, and most importantly, Green Bay Packers talk. Check us out at blogtalkradio.com slash Radio or on Twitter at Macho Men Radio. This is your go-to spot for good times. Listen to Macho Man Radio this week on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by Yoder Builders in Orville, 684-1050. The Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. The Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. The Spidell Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. And the Apple Creek Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Waynedale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. My name is Tom Finks, and I'm the son of former NFL executive Jim Finks. 
Sadly, Dad did not see himself become a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He died at 66 from a lifetime of smoking. My name is Lori Zizuk. My husband, Randy, did not live to see my two sons grow to have families of their own. Randy died at the age of 47 from a lifetime of smoking. Today, we're asking for your support of the American Lung Association and its fight against lung cancer. Together, Tom and I are helping to spread the word about lung cancer, a disease that causes more deaths than breast, colon, liver, and prostate cancer combined. One way which you can offer your help is through a donation to Christmas seals. By putting this seal on every holiday card this season, you can help the fight for better lung health and make the new year a little brighter. Please visit ChristmasSeals.org to learn more and to help Tom and I put an end to lung cancer once and for all. Sports, the controversial frontier. Every Thursday night at 7, you can get a different vantage point with me, Dave Mitchell, on the Ultimate Sports Talk Show. I'll examine what's right and wrong in the sports world, from the NFL to soccer, NASCAR to the NBA. We'll go over why teams win, lose, and make the moves they do. Controversy never sounded so fun. If it's worth talking about, it's on the Ultimate Sports Talk Show, every Thursday night at 7, with me, Dave Mitchell, on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Only 10% of us get enough daily exercise. And that number is dropping. Nearly 30% of us are overweight or obese. As a result, we now have a shorter life expectancy than our parents. But give us the right start in sports, and we'll never stop. Learn how at activeforlife.ca. You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Now back to the field for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. Back at Waynedale High School, I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell. Your halftime score here, 20-13. to Waynedale on top of it by 7. It's been a good first half for the Bears, Pat. They came out, they played well. They, you know, they started out the game fumbling their first possession, and then they turned around and fumbled their last possession. But in between, things looked good. Yeah, in, in between, uh, as you said, things were pretty good. Um, just uh, some mistakes that really cost the Bears, you know, some, some penalties and, well, actually really just one penalty and uh, not being able to stop Hillsdale on uh, fourth and short. Um, but if they're able to go into halftime and be able to cut down on their mistakes and fix that kind of stuff, they, they should be able to pull this game out. They had five possessions, I'm sorry, six possessions in that first half, like we said. First possession, last possession of fumble, but in between the, the in between four possessions, they had three touchdowns and turned the other one over on down. So offensively, they've pretty much been able to do what they've wanted to against Hillsdale. Yeah, they've, as you said, they've been able to march the ball down the field and, um, you know, only, what, the one punt and just not, Hillsdale's not really stopping them. We're just kind of hurting ourselves. But on the other hand, as far as Hillsdale's concerned, the Bears, with the exception of one particular drive in that second in that second quarter where I made the comment that I thought that was the best four downs that the Bears have played defensively in the last two games, Hillsdale's been able to move the ball, too. Yep, and, you know, that's kind of at least what I expected them. They, they have a lot of guys that can 
uh, run the football and have a lot of options, much like Waynedale does, and they're they're able to do some misdirection type of uh, plays and uh, try to keep the defense on their toes. But for the most part, you know, Waynedale's not giving up any big plays, so you know they're. They just got to be able to, to sure up their tackling and, and, again, cut down on the miscues. Well, let's take a look at the stat story for tonight's game. Uh, we'll start with Hillsdale. 136 yards of total offense on 29 plays, 85 yards through the air, and 51 yards on the ground. No penalties, uh, no turnovers for the – or one turnover for the uh, Falcons, uh, interception thrown. Nine first downs, four on the ground, four through the air, and one penalty. Trey Williams is 8 for 16 for 85 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Craig Klein leads the way at rushing six attempts for 19 yards. Ethan Elliott, four attempts for 14 yards. Uh, Trey Williams, two attempts for 11 yards. Andrew Wolf, one attempt for seven yards. Receiving Andrew Wolf leading the way, three catches for 33 yards. Ethan Elliott behind him, two catches for 29 yards and a touchdown. Ben Rogers has two catches for 18 yards. And Rod Failer has one catch for five yards. Switching over to the Waynedale Golden Bears, 348 yards of total offense, 196 through the air, 152 on the ground. So pretty, uh, pretty well balanced uh, attack offensively for the Bears. Uh, one penalty for 15 yards, two turnovers, the uh, two fumbles lost as we talked about earlier. Uh, 15 first downs for the Bears, nine on the ground and six through the air. Brevin Rubies, 12 of 16 for 196 yards and a touchdown. Reed Stanley leading the way on the ground. 15 carries for 98 yards and a touchdown. Nick Strasball has four carries for 35 yards and a touchdown. And Brevin Reby has four carries for 19 yards. Antoine Lewis leading the way for the Bears in the receiving category. He has three catches for 93 yards and a touchdown. Titus Bixler has three catches for 31 yards. Nick Strasball, two catches for 29 yards. Aaron Spidell, two catches for 23 yards. Colton Purdy has two catches for 20 yards. I love it when I'm right on with you. <laughs> it, it just it thoroughly amazes me that I can sit here and keep stats and still talk. Some sometimes you know amazes me too. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I think my arms need to be longer. Anyway, <laughs> you know, Pat, you've been involved in something like this before, where the halftime has been extraordinarily long, like it is going to be tonight. What is it like for the coaches and players? to have an extra long halftime like this. How do they come back and prepare their team to play in the second half? I mean, it's almost like you're playing two separate games. I mean, with the with the longer ha- halftime's too long as it is, um, you know, with being basically, what, 23 minutes. Um, but, you know, you get some extra time to get off your feet, and but you got to make sure when you come back out you, you get stretched out and you get a little bit of extra time as well to kind of go over the game plan for the second half. But... Um, you just got to, as a coach, you got to make sure that your team keeps their focus. Well, as we said, tonight the 60th anniversary of Waynedale High School and Waynedale High School football. They're going to be introducing all of the All-Ohio players. And we had an opportunity to talk with Matt Zerker earlier this week about that 96 and 97 team that he played on and some of the juniors and seniors that were on that team. We're going to talk to him about that. And we'll have that ceremony coming up here at halftime when we return for our Apple Creek Bank halftime report after this timeout. All right, it's game day. The Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, 
Apple Creek Bank is invested in their customers' lives and help customers choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. We're back here at Waynedale High School. Pat, you you played on this field. I know Greg played on this field. There's been thousands of kids that have have played on this field. Talk a little bit about what it has meant to be a part of the 60 years here at Waynedale High School and part of some of the great players and great teams that this school has had. Uh, I mean, it's it's really an honor when you sit back and look at it um, to be able to look at the tradition that the school has and um, just being in this community to be able to come out uh, Friday nights in the fall and be able to perform for everybody and, as you said, to be able to play with some great players um, and, and be around them and all Ohioans. So, um, in, in my view, it's really an honor to be to have been part of the Wayndale football program. You played on one of the great teams, the 2003 team. Another team that was great was that 96 and 97 team that the current head coach, Matt Zerker, was on, and they had several players that were involved in that team. And we talked with Matt about that team and some of the players that were involved with it earlier this week. Matt, obviously with the 60th year of Wayndale football here, and they're celebrating this tonight here at halftime, I wanted to ask you about a couple of the players here this evening. First of all, uh, Brandon Miller and Todd Miller. You played with those two. Talk a little bit about their contribution to Wayndale football. Yeah, you know, they, they both were uh, very good athletes in their own way, um, kind of had their own strengths and weaknesses, but um, played quarterback position. Brandon was a quarterback um, his junior year, hurt his knee, ended up missing the majority of the season, and uh, Todd actually filled in for him as a sophomore. Uh, it was a year in 95 where we ended up in the state semis, and Brandon came back, played those last three games, and um, then had a very good senior year. And unfortunately, ended up tearing his ACL right before week 10. But um, excellent passer, very good leader, a physical kid that um, also did a great job at safety on defense when he had the opportunity over there. And um, Todd maybe wasn't quite as pure a passer, but a very good athlete and, and a tough competitor, and um, you know played hard. Uh, he was a little bit undersized, but had great speed and great toughness, and um, obviously a very good leader to be able to step in as a sophomore on that team and help lead us that year to a great record in the playoffs. And um, you know, selfishly stepped back when Brandon got healthy and kind of bided his time as a wide receiver his junior year. Had a great year playing wide receiver, and obviously had a fantastic year as a quarterback his senior year. How about uh, two others, Chris Zimmer and also uh, Brandon Hewitt? Yeah, you know, Chris was a two-way lineman, uh, did a great job on the defensive side, um, just very stout and was uh, very good at kind of reading blocks and playing off of blocks and always kind of involved in that, especially the run game and um, definitely a very physical presence on the offensive line, especially our senior year there as we were more focused on the ground game. Um, I know we ran beside, behind him a lot, especially in critical situations and um, you know, Brandon was just a really good athlete, uh, provided a lot on both sides, he was a good blocker on offense, also uh, caught a lot of passes on play action and those sorts of things, but um, very athletic on the outside linebacker, um, very aggressive, hard-hitting, and, um, you know, made a lot of plays. And you had three juniors on that team that graduated the following year, Brody Hewitt, Matt Steffen, and Dan Spielman that were all Ohio. What do you remember about them? Yeah, just just – Great teammates, uh, again, competitors. Dan was a guy that came out for football kind of late and had great, great speed and um, really kind of progressed through my senior 
of playing varsity early in the season, but by the end of the season uh, was a wide receiver for us, especially in special situations, made some big catches. remember him catching a huge uh, fade against Black River in our first-round playoff game that year and obviously had a fantastic senior year then carrying that over. And, um, you know, Matt and Brody, or, uh, Matt was a two-way lineman or lineman and linebacker, a uh, big physical kid, and um, also provided so much for us my senior year as a punter. Um, believe it or not, and uh, um, flipped the field numerous, numerous times in some of those closer ball games that we had as we were a lot more of a defensive team that year. And um, and Brody was just kind of one of those uh, animals that was tough to block, you know, a deep tackle, nose guard that um, just constantly seemed to live in the other team's backfield and um, just disrupt things all the time. And we're back here at Waynedale High School. Our thanks to Matt Zerker for joining us here at halftime. We're going to be joining Jimmy Miller coming up here in just a little bit. Right now your score here at halftime is 20-13. to 13. The Bears leading it so far in this one at the end of the first half, and they've got to continue doing what they have done with the exception of the turnovers. We've got a few scores coming up for you. We'll check on those and have the 60th anniversary celebration when we return on our Apple Creek Bank halftime report after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dave Mitchell and Pat Mitchell back here at Waynedale High School. We're about uh, nine minutes away from the second half action. 20-13, to 13, Waynedale on top of this one at halftime. Courtesy of Randy Worrell of the Daily Record, we've got some scores here for you. In the Wayne County Athletic League, Norwayne is now leading Chippewa 21-7. to 7. That's at halftime. Smithville is leading Northwestern 21-14. to 14. That also at halftime. Worcester over Madison by a score of 20 to 7 and Triway is leading Tusky Valley by a score of 13 to 8. All of those games are at halftime here tonight. Your score here at halftime it is 20 to 13. Waynedale on top of this one. The Bears led off the game by fumbling the ball and they turned it over on their initial possession of the night. They turned it over on their final possession of the first half after they were driving in trying to put another score on the board. Reed Stanley coughing up the football, but really you can't blame Reed for anything here tonight because he has rushed the ball 15 times here this evening for 98 yards. Obviously that sprained ankle is not bothering him here at all tonight. And earlier this evening, the homecoming queen was announced for Waynedale here during the football season, and Maddie Neer was named the 2015 Waynedale 
homecoming queen. You've been listening a little bit to us along with the Waynedale Marching Band in the background here tonight. We're going to turn things over to Jimmy Miller, and he is going to introduce the 60th anniversary All-Ohio team here to this crowd here tonight. Just an outstanding crowd at Waynedale and a great evening for football. Glad if you were here, you could join us. And also, if you couldn't be here, glad you could join us on Ultimate Sports Talk. But now as the players who were able to make it here tonight go out onto the field, let's turn things over to Jimmy Miller, the public address announcer, and he's going to introduce these players who were named All-Ohio in the 60 years of football at Waynedale High School. Just some excellent players out there as they walk out onto the field and shake each other's hand. Been some excellent teams. We've had a lot of people that we have talked to throughout the halftime ceremonies here during the first five games of the year. We talked with Bill Cedar on the opening night, one of the great Waynedale coaches, and Jeff Sowers, one of the coaches. Now let's join Jimmy Miller for this halftime ceremony. Ladies and gentlemen, this season we are celebrating 60 years of Waynedale football. 54 individuals have been bestowed the honor of all Ohioans of Waynedale football history. Tonight we are going to honor them with the special recognition of the outstanding achievements of these men in the sport of football. Please direct your attention to the football field to the 60th anniversary All-Ohio team. We would like to honor 1966 All-Ohio Fred Chenevay. 1978, All-Ohio, Paul Troyer. 1978, All-Ohio, Dave Suttle. 1982, All-Ohio, John Johnson. 1983, All-Ohio, Joe Kaikumi. 1985, All-Ohio, Matt Franz. 1984 and 1985, two-time All-Ohioan Louis Stanley. 1992, All-Ohio Jerry Miller. 1993, All-Ohio Joe Lemon. 1995, All-Ohio C.J. Cutter. 1995, All-Ohio, Tate Emerson. 1996, All-Ohio, Brandon Miller. 1997, All-Ohio, Todd Miller. 1995, 1996, and 1997, Wayndale's only three-time All-Ohio Golden Bear head coach, Matt Zerker. 1997, All-Ohio, Chris Zimmer. 1998, All-Ohio, Brody Hewitt. 1998, All-Ohio, Matt Steffen. 1998, All-Ohio, Dan Spielman. 
1999, All Ohio, Brian Zerker. 2003, All Ohio, Josh Hendricks. 2003, All Ohio, Matt Mazzaro. 2003, All Ohio, John Suttle. 2004, All Ohio, Tim Zerker. 2004, All Ohio, Brian Phillips. 2007, All Ohio, James Rutt. 2008, All Ohio, Sean Rutt. 2009, All Ohio, Kyle Phillips. 2010, All Ohio, Shane Stroh. 2010, All Ohio, Corey Stryker. 2010, All Ohio, Corey Mullins. 2014, All Ohio, Shane Weaver. 2014, All Ohio, playing in tonight's game, Reed Stanley. 2014, All Ohio, also playing in tonight's game, Nick Strawsball. Unfortunately, not all All Ohioans could attempt to attend tonight's recognition, but we would still like to recognize them. 1970, All Ohio, John Thompson. 1978, All Ohio, the late Bruce Miller. 1998, All Ohio, Mike Pritt. 1981, All Ohio, John Malquit. 1983, All Ohio, Kendall Huffman. 1983, All Ohio, Jeff Paulus. 1983, All Ohio, Mike Stolfus. 1985, All Ohio, Richie Campbell. 1986, All Ohio, Ken Lau. 1988, All Ohio, Rob Steiner. 1992, All Ohio, Brad Sloan. 1993, All Ohio, Brandon Emerson. 1995 and 1996, two-time All-Ohioan, Seth Mastrine. 1997, All-Ohioan, Brandon Hewitt. 1998 and 1999, two-time All-Ohioan, Ben Marthy. 2003, All-Ohioan, Bryce Kaiser. 2003, All-Ohioan, Zach Wallace. 2005, All-Ohioan, Spencer Wallace. 2006, All-Ohioan, Brian Lester. 2007, All-Ohioan, Steve Irving. And 2007 and 2008, All-Ohioan, Thad Nossinger. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a round of applause for Wayndale's 60th anniversary All-Ohioan teams. Thank you, and go Bears! Well, just a great outstanding ceremony here this evening to bring in the 60th anniversary All-Ohio players. Good to see some of these guys back, and our thanks to Jimmy Miller for helping us out here this evening announce these players. And we'll be back with the second half kickoff of tonight's ball game. Your score here at halftime, it is Waynedale 20 and Hillsdale 13. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show, brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com 
or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on Ultimate Sports Talk. It may be the most important road trip of the 2015 football season for the Waynedale Golden Bears. Next Friday night, the Bears travel to Doylestown and a matchup with the Chippewa Chips. The Chips are a high-scoring machine and the favorite for the WCAL title. I'm Dave Mitchell. If you can't make the game, join Pat Mitchell and I on Ultimate Sports Talk, beginning with the pregame show at 6.30 and the kickoff at 7. And before that at 6, join us for Golden Bear Rewind for a portion of this game replay. It's Waynedale at Chippewa in week 6 of the regular season, next Friday night beginning at 6 and the kickoff at 7 on your internet sports station, UltimateSportsTalk.com. Handoff goes to Stanley. Breaks it across the 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50. He's in midfield, and he is gone. Tonight's Wendell Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905, Shop Brothers Farms, Murphy's Promotions, Deb's Den in Apple Creek, Casa de Sassi, and PNC Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Waynedale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 20-13, Waynedale on top of this one as we come to the end of our halftime festivities. Pat, as we said, you know, the turnovers have not bothered the Bears early in this season. But tonight, they've had two fumbles. They've lost both of them. They've got to clean that up. Last year, that was their Achilles heel. They've managed to stay away from it most of the time during the first five games of this year, but now tonight they've got to stop that. Yeah, exactly as you said. Uh, they they got to cut down the turnovers, cut down the mistakes, and you got to come out ready to put a full football game together. Um, if you come out like you came out last week, they're going to lose the ball game. they got to come out with the same fire and intensity and focus that they came out in the first half and uh, finish this ball game. Yeah, the Bears really haven't put together a full football game. They've either played well in the first half or they've played well in the second half in the first four games. Now, they've played pretty well in this first half, but they've got to be able to put that together here in the second half, as you said. Yeah, it's going to, you know, this possession, opening possession of the half isn't a make-it-or-break-it possession. You know, However, it, it does set the tone for um, what could happen the rest of the way. You know, obviously, if you're Wayne Dill, you want to get a stop and you want to get the ball back, and you want to go march down and score and uh, capitalize on the opportunity that you were unable to capitalize on at the end of the uh, first half. And I'm anxious to see how Reed Stanley's ankle is going to react to having such a long halftime. He played very well in the first half, as you said, 15 carries, 98 yards. But here in this long halftime, you know, those sprains, they tend to tighten up, and I'm going to be anxious to see how he reacts here in the second half. Yeah, but... The Waynedale staff, we're, we're lucky enough to have a, a great trainer who uh, knows what he's doing, and um, I'm sure he did uh, had Reed do some things uh, to uh, keep that loosened up. So here we go to start the second half of play. Wanzik will kick it off, and he kicks it over the head of Andrew Wolf and out of bounds. So the penalty, not a very good start for the Bears. This penalty will then give it to Hillsdale at their own 35-yard line. Or will they make the Bears re-kick it? Uh, looks like they're pr- going to take it at the 35. And that's what they will do. So the penalty, only the second of the night against the Bears, gives the ball back to Hillsdale on the opening kickoff, and they'll take it over first and 10 from their own 35-yard line. And they come out with Trey Williams, who 
had a decent first half. They come out in that tight wing formation. Elliott in motion. He gets the handoff on the jet around the left-hand side. He cuts it up across the 35 to the 40, on the far side to the 50, into Wayndale territory, and he's run out of bounds at the 40-yard line. They'll mark him inside the 40 at the 39. Boy, big, big yardage there. 26 yards on the run by Elliott. Yeah, obviously uh, not, not the way you want to start the half, giving up a big play and letting them march into your territory. Obviously not. Ball at the 41-yard line. They're going to spot him that he marked, marked him out of bounds at the 41 of Waynedale. So Hillsdale, big first play. Again, they hand it off to Elliott on the left side. Same play inside the 40. Down to the Waynedale 37. They're going to spot him down maybe to the 36. Now they're going to put him at the 37. So a gain of now five on the play for Elliott. And it's second down and five. And that might have been something that Hillsdale saw on the film last week with Norwayne coming out of the half using the uh, jet sweep and having a lot of success with it. So we'll see if they continue to do that. Second and five, tight formation. Out wide to the right is Wolf. Handoff goes now to Wolf. Wolf comes around on the jet to the right side to the 35 to the 30. And he's going to be knocked out of bounds at the 30-yard line. Seven-yard carry for Andrew Wolf. Pat, what makes that play so hard for the Bears to defend? Well, they're they're getting a lot of blockers out there. Hillsdale is to uh, that play in particular. Really, they had three guys to block the corner, uh, Isaiah Menuhin, and he did a good job of making Wolf extend out a little bit. But um, to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know why they're having so much trouble with the the jet sweep. Going out wide left is Failer. Slot left is Pickering. Tight formation. Fake handoff goes this time to Elliott. Williams is going to keep it right up the middle across the 30 to the 29. Gain of a yard on the play to Williams. Bears had that one defended very well. And it's now second down and eight. Ball at the Wayndale 29-yard line. And Ten- Antoine Lewis did a good job of, of coming up the field and, and making Williams keep that ball. If he would have handed it off, that probably would have been a, a loss for Hillsdale. Well, Z said on the interview that Antoine Lewis played very, very well last week. He was one of the few defenders that played well last week, along with Logan Stanley. Klein, out of the pistol, behind Williams. Handoff goes to Elliott, off the left tackle. Cuts it across the 20, and he's going to be brought down at the 19-yard line. He's got the first down, 10-yard gain for Elliott. So the Bears just showing inability to stop the sweep. Yeah, they're, uh, Hillsdale's just kind of saying, we're going to give somebody the ball and give him three or four blockers and, and make you guys get off the blocks and make a tackle. And Reed Stanley has come out of the ball game now, and in is Jarrett Wanzik at that middle linebacker spot. Again, here comes the Jet to Elliott. Elliott cuts it upfield behind the left tackle, and he'll take it down near the 16-yard line. Three-yard gain by Elliott. He's got eight carries now for 57 yards unofficially. And it's now second down and eight yards to go. Ball at the Waynedale 16-yard line. 9.32 left to go in this third quarter of play. Hillsdale trying to tie this thing up here in the third. Williams, they're going from left to right. Again, fake handoff, inside handoff. Now to Klein. Klein cuts it inside the 15 and down to the 13. Three-yard gain for Klein. That's his first touch here in the second half. That time they faked the handoff to Elliott and handed it off up the middle to Klein. 
Third down and about a yard to go. They need to get inside the 10-yard line to pick up the first. We're under nine minutes and running in this third period. Klein set behind Williams. Tight formation, slot formation with the receiver Failer. Now Elliott moving in motion. He's going to get it again on the jet. Takes it inside the 10, down to the 7-yard line for a first down after a gain of 4. They've just run that play to death, and the Bears just cannot seem to stop it. And now Waynedale will take a timeout. Matt Zerker's got to draw something up defensively to try to stop this jet. Last week he said the reason Norwayne was so successful with that jet was that the Bears just, they got penetration by the line, but they weren't able to get separation from the blockers. This week, they're cutting it up inside the blockers. They're not taking it as wide as Norway did. They're cutting it inside between the tackles. They're still gaining yardage. Yeah, I mean, it, it's basically more of the same, just different route by the Hillsdale runners than the Norway guys, but just guys not being able to get off their block and, and make a play. And, you know, this... If Hillsdale's able to punch one in here, you kind of go back and look at uh, the fumble before halftime and say, you know, instead of being up 27 to 13, or if they scored 27 to 20, now it's a tie ball game. 8:43 left to go. Bears will be left with two timeouts for the rest of this half. Hillsdale now first and goal from the Waynedale, just outside the six-yard line. Williams leads the Falcons up to the line. Klein is right beside him out of the pistol. Tight formation out of the slot. Now moving in motion is Elliott again. They're going to pitch it out to him. Fumble. Elliott fumbled the ball. Bears jump on it, but so did Elliott, and Hillsdale did recover it. Boy, it was just not a good pitch, and Elliott almost looked like he didn't expect it, but he pounced right back on it, and he lost three yards. It's back to the 10-yard line. So now it'll be second and goal, just inside the Waynedale 10-yard line. 8:15 and running left in the third. Norwayne was leading Chippewa at halftime, 21-7. Keeping an eye on that game. Williams fumble tried to again. get the ball to fun- and Wolf. That's fumbled. Ball kicked Bears around. It. Bears say they have it, and they do. Coming up with the ball looked like it was 56. That's Sam Farrar. Ben Farrar. Ben Farrar with the, te- the fumble recovery. Ben Farrar picking up the fumble recovery. And the Bears dodge a bullet and pick up the football. First and ten from their own 13. A huge, huge play there. So we fumbled for them. They fumbled for us. It's all even, Stephen. Now let's go down and put one in. <laughs> so the Bears get the ball for the first time here in the second half. Taking it over at their own 13-yard line. Reby with two guys behind him. Two backs behind him. Handoff goes to Strasbaugh. Off left guard. Across the 15 and out to the 20-yard line. Seven-yard pickup for Nick Strasbaugh. And it brings up second down and seven yards to go. Ball resting just at the 20. Stack formation out to the near side with Lewis and Bixler. Out wide right is Spidell. Two setbacks behind Reby in the pistol. Strasbaugh and Stanley. Fake handoff. Now it goes to Stan to Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh cuts it right up the middle across the 30-yard line to the 31. He's got a first down after a gain of 11. You know, we said last week after the game, Pat, 
that the Bears needed to find different positions to put Nick Strasbaugh to get him the ball in different spots. And tonight they found that spot right behind Reby. Yeah, he's uh, they're, they're doing a great job moving him around in the slot and, and out wide and in the backfield. Two setbacks, handoff goes to Strasbaugh again off left tackle, cuts it up to the 35-yard line. So a gain of three yards on the carry for Nick Strasbaugh. He's had three straight carries, and he's picked up 16 yards on those three carries. And it's second down and seven. Under seven minutes left in this third quarter. Bears lead it 20-13. to 13. Now Reby out of the pistol with Reed Stanley behind him. They've got Strasbaugh set up in the slot, and now he comes back and lines up behind Reby. Fake handoff. Reby rolls out to his right. Looks out in the flat. Complete to Strasbaugh. He's got a lot of green to midfield. One man to beat. That's Wolf. He's at the 30 to the 25, and he'll be spun down at the 20. 45-yard reception for Nick Strasbaugh. And the Bears have it down into Hillsdale territory at the 20-yard line. And he was wide open. They they did a great fake to, to Stanley and the... Strasbaugh was set up in the slot in the bunch formation, and he just snuck out into the flat, and it was easy uh, pitch and catch there for Reby to Strasbaugh. Unofficially 151 yards passing, and now we've got Strasbaugh, or is that Stanley, down at the 30-yard line. and Looks like Strasbaugh. Well, he had a little injury from last week, and he may have tweaked it again. That is Strasbaugh. So the Bears are going to have to take that timeout. Or is it a timeout, or was it just an injury it's timeout? It's an injury timeout. So Nick's going to have to leave the field. I'm not. Well, he don't look. He does not look good. I'm not sure that's. He almost looks like maybe he conked his head. Yeah, we'll uh, definitely keep an eye on what they do. Uh, he's he's a little wobbly, so. Well, if, if that's the case, they'll put him through the uh, the testing and and see. But you know, hopefully he he turns out to be all right. And well, if that concussion return. if that concussion protocol is as quick as what Zach Steiner's was last week with <laughs> Norway, uh, he won't be out for maybe more than a play. They're not a. Uh, I mean, they're kind of looking at him, not taking him off to the side or anything. So I think he, he might be all right. Maybe just got the wind knocked out of him or. You know, just as you said, maybe conked his head and needed a little extra break. So after that injury timeout, Logan Stanley into the ball game now. Handoff, fake handoff to Reed Stanley. They're going to throw into the end zone to Antoine Lewis, and it's complete. Touchdown in the end zone. Twenty-yard touchdown pass, second pass of the night to Antoine Lewis over the outstretched arms of Trey Stiltner, and the Bears have jumped out on top of it by a score of twenty-six to thirteen. Nice pass again by Reby to put it right where it needed to be. As you said, uh, Stiltner jumped up, but he mistimed his jump and didn't get back deep enough. And he did get a fingertip on it, but Antoine had good focus and he was able to bring it in for the touchdown. 6.09 left to go. Wanzik in to attempt the extra point. Low snap. Reby gets a down kick, is drilled right through the upright. And with 6.09 to go in this third quarter, your score Waynedale 27 and Hillsdale 13. Great food and a relaxing atmosphere. A good time had by all. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg. Spend time with friends after the game. Enjoy the food where you can build your own burger, showing off your creativity. Or try the pulled pork or the brisket. And every Thursday night, the Fire and Ice Pub is the place to be for half-price wing night. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 11, closed on Mondays. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 92. 
Well, it doesn't make up for the fumble at the end of the first half, but it does help. Yeah, it definitely. Um, as we talked about, though, um, they were able to get a stop. You know, they let them march down the field a little bit, but uh, we're able to jump onto the, the fumble and recover it and then go, uh, what was that, 87 yards to uh, for the drive to be able to, to get six again. 87 yards for that touchdown, 20, capped by a 20-yard touchdown pass, second one of the night from Reby to Antoine Lewis. 6.09 to go in the third quarter. Again, the fake, the onside kick, ball loose on the field. They did the huddle onside kick again. Referees are coming in, and I think they're going to say that Hillsdale did get the ball at the 48-yard line. Bears like to do that little sugar huddle and then go up and just approach the ball and kick it. And that onside kick was not successful as Hillsdale jumped on it, and they'll take it over first and ten from their own 48-yard line. Boy, the Bears surprised not only Norway, but the fans and us last week by doing that. Yeah, it's a, a nice little play, and as we said last week, obviously something that they've practiced, and uh, but obviously something that Hillsdale saw on film. 6.06 left to go. Hillsdale, good field position at their own 48-yard line. Williams leads the team out. They're down by two touchdowns now. Fake handoff to Klein. Williams drops straight back. Now runs out of the pocket. Up to the near side. Gets the ball complete. It goes to Elliott. Elliott, it is complete at the 40-yard line, and he is going to be knocked down from behind right at the 40. And they, the referee missed a blatant hold uh, on Adam Mullet. He, he put his hands up on the pump fake but was chasing down Williams and the guy that was blocking him just asked, just took his arms and, and pulled him down. I, I have no idea how they didn't see that. Hillsdale going primarily with Ethan Elliott tonight, the 5'9", 155-pound junior. He moves in motion. They're going to give him the handoff off left tackle inside the 40, down to the 38-yard line of Weendale for a gain of two. Elliott has been the main offensive weapon. He's got 11 carries tonight for 60 yards. About 30 of them have come here in the second half. Second down and eight yards to go at the Wayndale 38. 27-13, Bears with the 14-point lead. Tight formation for Hillsdale. They've got Pickering lined up tight left. Ethan Elliott tight right. Williams throws into the flat, incomplete to Elliott. He has... An open receiver, Elliott, right there on the right-hand side, but it went through his hands, th- kind of threw it behind him. So the incompletion brings up third down and eight. And he did throw it behind him a little bit, but still one that uh, Elliott should have been able to handle. Colton Purdy comes out of the ball game. Nick Strasbaugh is back in at safety. So good to see Nick back out onto the field. Five minutes exactly left to go in this third quarter. Failer comes out wide right, Pickering wide left. Slot formation. Dropping back is Williams. Williams under a heavy rush by Mullet. Throws over the middle. Incomplete. Nice coverage there by Strasbaugh on the intended receiver, Andrew Wolf, who went through his hands and almost went into the hands of Elliott, who was behind him, but it went behind him also. So now it is fourth down for the Falcons at the Bears' 38-yard line and with eight yards to go. Looks like they're good. they're going to go for it, um, but they may have something in there where uh, Williams is in the shotgun and he kind of drops back and uh, gets about ten yards deep and gets a snap and just tries to do a little pooch punt. 4:54 left to go in the third quarter. Williams 
out of the pistol. He lines up sometimes deep and sometimes not as deep out of the pistol. He takes the snap, rolls out to his left, looks downfield. He throws it into the flat, incomplete. Threw it at the feet of Andrew Wolf, and the Bears hold on downs and take over the football at their own 38-yard line. Another good defensive stand by the Bears. You can see it coming and going in this game where they play good defense one series, not as good the next. Yeah, they, uh, that, you know, they're giving up some, some bigger plays, but for the most part, containing Hillsdale and uh, starting to make Williams a little uncomfortable back there in the pocket. Uh, real quick, Norwin's now up 27-7 to on Chippewa, so hopefully uh, Coach Zerker can get that game film and, and see what Norwin did and being able to obviously contain uh, the Chippewa running attack. Trips out to the right-hand side. Waynedale dropping back is Reby. Fake handoff. He's going to throw it out into the right-hand side over to head of Aaron Spidell and incomplete. There really was nothing there, and Aaron Brevin was under some heavy pressure. So the incompletion brings up second and ten. Now that was close to uh, possibly being an offensive pass interference because Spidell was out there trying to block and did make some contact on Wolf, but the officials didn't call anything. Fours are wild on the scoreboard. 4.45 to go in this third quarter. Reby puts Antoine Lewis in motion. Now he sets up behind Reby along with Stanley. Dropping back. Now he hands it off to Lewis. Lewis brings it up on the near side around the left-hand side. Across the 40 to the 41-yard line. Gain of three for Antoine Lewis on his first carry of the night. He stayed inbound, so the clock continues to run. Four and a half minutes to go in the third. And it's third and seven from the Wayndale 41. Bears now trying to not only put a nail in the coffin here on Hillsdale, but also run as much time off the clock as they can. Stanley behind Reby, trips out to the far side. Now Stanley moves in motion out of the backfield to the far side. Reby drops back, throws it into the flat, complete to Purdy. Purdy at midfield, breaks the tackle into Hillsdale territory to the 45 to the 44-yard line. Gain of 16. Nice little uh, hitch route there by Purdy, and uh, Stiltner was coming up to make his break, and he actually fell down, which allowed Purdy to get a few more yards than he may may not have. 185 yards passing tonight for Brevin Reby. First down, 10 yards to go for the Bears. On the jet, handoff goes to Lewis. Lewis cuts it upfield, down to the 40-yard line. He coughed the football up, and the referee comes in and says no. He had hit the ground first, and that caused the fumble, so the Bears dodge a bullet. But a gain of five on the play for Antoine Lewis. And it's second down, five yards to go. 3.50 left in this third quarter. Ball resting at the Hillsdale 40-yard line. Purdy wide left, Spidell wide right. Strasbaugh slot right. And over on the right-hand side is Lewis. He moves in motion to the near side. Fake handoff, handoff in the middle goes to Stanley. Stanley across the 35, down to the 31-yard line. Nine-yard gain for Reed Stanley. That's his first carry here in the second half. He's coming off the field a little gimpy, so on that tackle, he probably got that ankle a little twisted. I wondered how he was going to react to having that long halftime. Probably had nothing to do with it, but you're right. He is coming off and limping. He's over 100 yards here tonight, though. 3.15 left in the third. Strasbaugh back behind Reby. Handoff goes to Strasbaugh inside the 30 to the 29 on first down. Two-yard gain for Nick. He's got 57 yards rushing. 
here tonight. Bears have done a great job on the ground. Second down, nine yards to go from the Hillsdale 29. Looks like Reed's over on the sideline. He's not getting checked out. It looks like he's just trying to kind of walk that off and uh, get some water and be able to get back in there. Wing formation now for the Bears. Receivers out wide on both sides with Strasbaugh right behind Reby out of the pistol. Now Lewis sets up behind Reby. Dropping back as Reby fake handoff throw into the middle. Complete to Aaron Spidell and a flag down on the play. It looked like the Hillsdale corner, Trey Stiltner, got Aaron Spidell with a face mask. It'll either be a face mask or a pass interference. Um, obviously, you're going to take the face mask penalty, but if it's pass interference, you're going to decline it. Down to the 17-yard line. They're going to call it pass interference, and I think you're right. Well, they would actually get more yardage by taking the penalty, but Matt Zerker's going to decline the penalty. Now he's going to go out and talk, and now they think, that, yes, they are going to take the penalty because he will get more yardage if right. they take yep. the penalty. So the pass interference penalty gives the ball down to the 14-yard line to the Bears where if they had taken the reception, they would have had it at the 17. So the ball at the Hillsdale 14-yard line, two and a half minutes left in the third. Bears on top of a 27-13. Lewis wide left, Spidell wide right, Strasbaugh lined up behind Reby in the pistol. Moving in motion now is Lewis. Fake handoff to Lewis. Handoff goes inside to Menway. Menway down to the five, to the three, where he was just tripped up on the play. 11-yard gain for Isaiah Menway. He's like the little kid in the neighborhood that you never see. He comes into the ball game, and then he picks up a big play. Menway takes it down first and goal for the Bears. Two minutes remaining in this third period. One of the few times the Bears have had first and goal inside the 10 that they haven't run the Wildcat with Strasbaugh. Reby out of the pistol, handoff to Strasbaugh, takes it right up the middle, struggles inside, down to the 1. Good play by the interior of that Hillsdale defense to keep Strasbaugh out of the end zone, but he takes it down to the 1-yard line, and it's second and goal. 140 and running left to go in the third period. Purdy into the ballgame. Now Menue is coming out. Logan Stanley will come in. Wayne Dills, like as we said before, are just going to take their time, get a, a good formation in. It looks like Reby's going out wide to the right, and Strasbaugh's going to line up in the Wildcat again. They've got Logan Stanley behind him, Strasbaugh running the Wildcat, and now Matt Zerker needs to take a timeout, and he will. That'll be the second timeout that the Bears have burnt here in this third quarter. 1.15 remaining in the third quarter. We'll take a timeout also. Your score, Waynedale 27 and Hillsdale 13. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been serving the community from snacks, beverages, anything you may need. Just like the Waynedale Golden Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Ball at the one-yard line of Hillsdale. Boy, the Bears here, if they could punch this thing in, would really put the hammer to the nail. Yeah, this would, as we said, be a pretty big play here. One yard to go. Um, Waynedale's been pretty successful with running the Wildcat and... and uh, 
short yarded situations. Strasbaugh out of the Wildcat with Stanley behind him. Antoine Lewis in motion. He gets the handoff, cuts it into the end zone. Touchdown for Antoine Lewis. His third of the night. 110 left to go in this third quarter, and Antoine Lewis takes it in from the one. And the Bears now extend their lead out to 33 to 13. Nice little run there. That's the first time that we've actually seen Lewis get the handoff out of the shot out of the uh, Wildcat from Strasbaugh. Wanzik will come in to attempt the extra point. Reby the holder. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. 110 left to go in the third quarter from Waynedale. Your score, the Golden Bears 34 and Hillsdale 13. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Dave Mitchell, Pat Mitchell back here at Waynedale High School. 110 left to go in the third quarter, and the Bears have opened up a 21-point lead at 34-13. Antoine Lewis really been the big play guy tonight, Pat. Yeah, uh, great job by, by Antoine, and... Um, He's another guy, along with Nick, that the Bears can really put either in the backfield in motion for a jet sweep out wide as we've seen him go and, and catch some touchdown passes. So um, not only Nick are they moving around, but they're moving around Antoine and having some success with it. So Wanzik will kick it off. And Andrew Wolf back set to return for the Falcons. Wanzik is going to kick it deep up the left-hand side, and it will go out of bounds again. So Hillsdale will take it over at their own 35-yard line. Second straight time that Wanzik has kicked the ball out of bounds up that left side. So Hillsdale comes out. They've got to put something together offensively here at the end of this third quarter to get back into this one. They're down by 21, 34-13. And really their success that they've been able to have, at least from what I understand throughout the year, has been able to chew time off the clock and... uh, have meticulous drives and, and just be able to put the ball in the end zone. Uh, they're, they're starting to, we have a whole other quarter to play, but um, that's not something they want to look to do now. Pickering out wide left, Rogers slot left, moving in motion is Elliott, dropping back, and now there's a flag thrown before the play was even started by the referee, and it's a legal procedure against Hillsdale. So that penalty will mark them back five yards. So instead of starting first and ten at their own 35, they'll mark it back. When did the legal procedure become ten yards? It was, yeah, it should be at the 30. Right. We'll, we'll take it at the 25. But Yeah, they marked it off to the 25-yard line. Oops. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> So they mark it right back at the 30-yard line. That, that's the correct spot, and it brings up first and 15. A minute seven left to go in the third quarter. Bears trying to hold a 21-point lead here before they head into the fourth quarter. Showing blitz are the Bears. Moving in motion is Elliott. They're going to keep it with Williams. Williams is going to be caught behind the line but struggle forward. Adam Mullet grabbed him, but the first hit looked like it was made by Logan Stanley. And they're going to call no gain to Trey Williams at 2nd and 15. 
their defense is looking really, really good right now in this third quarter. Yeah, they're they're doing a great job. Minus really the opening possession. Where, right. Um, other than that, they're they're doing a great job of uh, making tackles and and not letting Hillsdale have any big plays. 34-13, Waynedale on top of it. Williams now out of the shotgun. Wing formation moving in motion as Wolf. He's going to get the pitch back. He's going to throw up the field, trying to get the ball up to Failer. It's intercepted and then dropped by Isaiah Menue. So Wolf, Failer tried to throw the ball. Wolf tried to throw the ball up to Failer, and it was incomplete. And it brings up third down and 15. And that's something that I haven't obviously seen Hillsdale play every week. But I've read in the paper, it seems like every week they always get a halfback pass for a touchdown. So, obviously something the Bears saw on tape and a great job by Menuhay to stay with the receiver and break that up. 23.8 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Elliott goes out slot left. Wide left is Failer. Dropping back is Williams. Williams looking for the screen. Can't find anybody. Runs out of the room. He's going to be hit behind the line all the way back to the 11. Logan Stanley, along with Adam Mullet, took him all the way back to the 11-yard line for a 19-yard loss on the sack. Third of the year by Adam Mullet. Second of the year by Logan Stanley. And a I think they'll punt here. I think they'll have to because it brings up fourth down an, an eternity. But before that happens, that's the end of the third quarter of play. And your score at the end of three from Apple Creek. It is Waynedale 34, Hillsdale 13. Amish craftsmanship revered worldwide. Dutch quality stone products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. In the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch quality stone provides a stunning collection of fine veneer stone readily available for dependable, easy-to-install options for homes and commercial properties. In our corner of the world, people believe in doing things right. Hard work, honesty, and genuine care. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Dover Road in Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Nick Strasbaugh is going to take the Gunner Richter punt in at about his own 35-yard line and take it up to the 33-yard line of Hillsdale. We've just begun the fourth quarter of play. Bears flip ends. They'll be going from left to right across your computer screen now for this final quarter. 11.51 left to go in the ball game, And it's 34-13 Waynedale, and they take it over at the Hillsdale 31. Obviously great field position here to be able to uh, try to put another one on the board. And they're inside Hillsdale territory at the 31-yard line. Going out wide to the left is Bixler. Slot left is Strasbaugh. Wide right, Spidell. Slot right is Lewis. Reby out of the pistol. Fake handoff to Stanley. Now he's going to roll out to his right. Dropping back deeper. Under a heavy rush by Rogers. Throws it over to Spidell and over his head. Reby just threw the ball away. 
going to give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game at the end of this one. And tell you what, right now, there's a couple of players that I can think of that would be in the running for that large two-item pizza. Yeah, so far, a, a very good team effort by the Bears. 11.44 left to go. Second and 10 from the Hillsdale 31 for the Bears. Stack receivers out to the near side. Two setbacks behind Reby. Fake handoff to Strasbaugh. Pitches it back outside to Stanley. Stanley cuts it inside the 30 to the 25. Leaps over Lewis, and there's going to be a flag thrown on the play, and I think it'll be a hold against the Bears. Lewis got knocked down at the 22-yard line, but I think a nine-yard run will be negated by a hold on Waynedale. That's just their fourth penalty of the night. But that one's a big one, and it will knock them back, and it'll bring up second down at 25. Yeah, as you said, a, uh, a big penalty there brings up a long yardage. All the way back to the 39-yard line. So it's second down and about 19 yards to go. Tell you what, I was impressed by these officials when they first got here. They got here prior to 6 o'clock, which I think is the earliest anybody has gotten here this year as an officiating crew. And they've done a good job tonight. Handoff goes to Strasbaugh off the right-hand side, right behind Sam Farrar. Takes it inside the 35, down to the 31-yard line. So an 8-yard gain by Nick. And now the Bears have a manageable third down and 10. 67 yards rushing tonight for Nick Strasbaugh. 11 minutes left to go in the game. Now Strasbaugh and Stanley line up behind Reby out of the pistol. Stack receivers, Lewis and Bixler out wide left. Spidell wide right to the near side. Reby looks to the back judge, waiting for him to hold up his hand, giving you the five-second count. Bears trying to run as much time. Now there goes the hand and the hand slap. Handoff goes to Stanley right up the middle. Takes it up to the 26-yard line. And it'll bring up fourth down and five yards to go. Five-yard gain for Reed Stanley. 112 yards tonight for Reed. 10-23 left to go in the ballgame. Bears will go for it. Yeah, obviously go for it. Even if you don't get it here, you're still giving Hillsdale some pretty long, uh, a pretty long field to go try to score a touchdown. Reby out of the pistol. Fake handoff, throws into the flat, complete to Spidell, spins forward inside the 20, down to the 17, 18-yard line, and he has got the first down. Gain of nine on that reception. Good strength there by Spidell to be able to hold the ball in with his hands, and uh, he had the defensive back raking down on it, but he was able to hold on and, and fight forward for a few more yards. So the Bears have the first down, and they'll keep the clock moving and keep the ball down to the 18-yard line of Hillsdale. Trying to put this thing away. 9.40 left and running in the ballgame. Stanley and Strasbaugh behind Reby out of the pistol. Receivers out wide on both sides. Stacks for the Bears out to the far side. Fake handoff to Strasbaugh. Given off to Stanley off the left side. And he's going to be hit behind the line of scrimmage by Riley Carpenter and dropped after about a yard loss, making about a two-yard loss for Stanley. So it's second down and 11 yards to go, ball right at the 20-yard line. And really one of the only negative plays, maybe the only negative plays for the Bears tonight. 
9.05 left to go and running. Trips to the left for the Bears. Stanley set up behind Reby out of the pistol. Spidell wide right. Fake handoff to Stanley. Throws into the middle of the field. Complete to Spidell. Breaks the tackle to the 10. Down to the 5 and he's gang tackled and brought down right there after a 15-yard reception. 15-yard reception for Aaron Spidell. That's three catches tonight for Aaron Spidell. 8.40 left to go, and it's first and goal at the five-yard line. And another great job by Spidell to, to use his hands there to catch the ball. Strasbaugh out of the Wildcat now with Reby out wide right. It's Stanley right behind Nick. He's going to look at the back judge. Waiting for the clock to go down. Now he puts up his hand. Strasbaugh takes the snap. He's going to fake the handoff to Stanley, run it off the right side, down inside the five to the three. Strasbaugh picks up three on the carry. You know, the advantage that the Bears have on this is that Strasbaugh played so much quarterback last year. He's used to this. Yeah. Um, I, he, he played in junior high, too, as a, as a quarterback, and they did a lot of, a lot of running, so um, not something that's new to him. Strasbaugh at the three-yard line of Hillsdale. We're under eight minutes and running left to go. Stanley behind him. Tight formation for the Bears. Moving in motion is Lewis. Lewis gets the handoff. He's going to cut it inside the pylon. In for the score. Three-yard run for Antoine Lewis. He's got four TDs tonight. I don't think there's any doubt who gets the pizza tonight. 7.45 to go in the game, and the Bears now lead it 40-13. to And a great block out on the perimeter by your quarterback, Brevin Reby. 7.45 left to go. Wanzik will come in to attempt the extra point. That is the sixth touchdown tonight. Wanzik is 4 of 5 from the extra point range. Ball is down. Kick is up. Kick is good. Wanzik's been perfect tonight with the exception of the very first one when he hit the upright. 7.45 to go in this ball game. And your score, Waynedale 41, Hillsdale 13. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek is your spot for fresh, homemade food daily. Custom, handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Try Deb's Den's relaxing, comfortable atmosphere. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service. Breakfast hours are Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 8 and Sunday, 12 to 3. Closed on Monday. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com 7.45 left to go in this one. Bears have opened up a 41-13 lead. What a night for Antoine Lewis. What a night for the Bears. And this capacity crowd, especially from Hillsdale, being sent to the exits right now. Wanzik comes over, kicks the ball off, and it goes to Andrew Wolf at his 10, cuts it to the 15 to the far side, now comes to the near side. He's going to be drugged down by Isaiah Menue at the 11-yard line along with Austin Rogers. 
Great job by Isaiah. Wolf was trying to give him a stiff arm to get him off of him, and Isaiah wasn't having any of that. This is the first game this year, Pat, that the Bears have put together four good quarters of football. Yeah, and you and I talked about that. I felt pretty good going into the game if they would be able to put four quarters together, and they've obviously showed that um, they're a pretty darn good team and going to be a team to be reckoned with if they can keep this up. Absolutely. 7.36 left to go. Williams out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Elliott around the near side. He's going to be hit by Aaron Spidell. Spun and dropped down by Colton Purdy, who is in on that play, and also Ben Farrar, Antoine Lewis, and a host of other Wayndale tacklers. Two yards on the carry for Elliott. He's been their offense here in the second half. They've barely gone with Klein in this, this second half. Yeah, a little odd, but... Uh, they must have felt that they can't really do too much up the middle with Klein, so they're going to start to give it to Elliott and see if he can't get the perimeter. Out of that tight formation, moving in motion is Wolf. Handoff goes to Klein. Klein off the right tackle. He's stacked up right away by Logan Stanley and Sam Farrar. Gain of maybe a yard on the play for Klein, and it's third down and seven from the 20, make it the 19-yard line of Hillsdale. Third down seven, they're going to put it just inside the 20-yard line. Six and a half minutes remaining in the game. 41-13, Bears lead it. They'll be at Chippewa next week. They were losing to Norway. On the crossbuck, handoff goes now to Wolf. Wolf on the right-hand side, cuts it across the 25, spins back out to the left-hand side, to the near side. He's going to cut it to the 30, he's got the first down to the 35, across the 40 and he's going to be tackled at the 43 yard line by Isaiah Menue. so that takes it all the way out, they're going to mark him at the 44 yard line 25 yard run, he may have run 50 yards but he got 25 <laughs> yeah he uh, changed, the, changed the direction of the field he was running a few times so the ball resting right at the 45-yard line. We're under six minutes and running left to go. Bears with the lead, 41-13. Williams out of the pistol with Klein right beside him. Fake handoff. Williams drops back, throws it out in the near side. It is complete to Eric Pickering, and he has got it right at midfield, and he's spun out of bounds by Adam Mullet and Antoine Lewis. Gain of five on the reception. And it's second down, five yards to go. And that's his first catch of the night. Yeah, the Bears have done an outstanding job on Pickering. Rodgers has hurt, has hurt them a little bit. So has Wolf. Defensively, the Bears were worried about Rodgers and Pickering at the at the end spots, but they really haven't seemed to be a problem. No, not a, not really a problem at all. Ball right at midfield, 5-10 left to go in the game. Tight formation, handoff goes to Klein right up the middle. He's going to be hit at midfield but struggles forward and drives the legs, keeps it going for two yards down to the Waynedale 48-yard line for a gain of two, second and eight. Make that, I'm sorry, third down and three yards to go. That was second down and five. Hillsdale needs to get to the Waynedale 45-yard line for a first down. They're right now at that 47. 41-13, your score. Bears lead it. Again, the tight formation, wing formation, and movement on the Bears line. Looked like the less defensive end, Sam Farrar, and he 
is called for offside, so that will give Hillsdale the first down via the penalty. So the mark's down to the 43-yard line of Waynedale. Fifth penalty of the night on the Bears. 4.28 left to go in the third quarter. Ball at the 43 of Waynedale. 41-13, Bears. Williams brings the Falcons up to the line of scrimmage. Moving in motion is Wolf. He's going to get the handoff off the right side, off right tackle inside the 40. And he's going to be grabbed by Logan Stanley and brought down by Logan by his arm inside the 40 to the 37-yard line. Six-yard gain on the play. And uh, obviously Coach Williams pretty content with just running this clock out getting his team into the uh, film room tomorrow and learning from this and going on to next week? Obviously, you know it's the off season. Sid Klein just walked through. I don't think he's seen a razor in about three months. <laughs> he's, he's got the scraggly look going. But uh, boy, he does. Fits him well. <laughs> three and a half minutes left to go in this one. Bears leading it comfortably. Dropping back is Williams. Williams out of the pocket. Throws up field. It is going to be knocked away and almost intercepted by Isaiah Menue, and Ben Rogers went up over the top. Menue had the inside position. Was going for the interception, but Rogers ended up playing DB and knocked the ball away. Had it been somebody who might not be 6'5", 6'6", Menue probably would have had that interception because he had great position in front of the receiver, but um, Menue in the past what, four minutes has just been doing a great job. Any tackle he can make, he's making it and breaking up a pass there. Third down, four yards to go. Ball at the 37-yard line of Waynedale for Hillsdale. 3.22 remaining. Williams, handoff goes to Klein. Klein's going to be hit at the 35, but struggles forward. He's close to a first down near that 33-yard line, maybe down to the 32. Gain of four on the play for Klein, and he's close to the first down. 3.14 remaining in this one. That is so close, they're going to have to look, and now they'll say, yep, it is the first down. So the Falcons pick up the first down. 3.14 remaining in the ballgame. Bears will be at Chippewa next week. Well, I'll tell you what, if Norway beats Chippewa tonight, Chippewa is going to be loaded for Bears next week. Yeah, you pardon the pun. <laughs> they, they'll they'll be definitely be ready to go, but... The Bears are going to be coming in on a high, and, and they'll be ready to go, too, so it, it should be a great game. Hand off the Klein, off left tackle, takes it across the 30 to the 25, down to the 21-yard line. Gain of 11 on the play. Klein, 11 yards. He's got 47 yards so far. We're under three minutes left. Ball at the 21-yard line. 41-13. Bears leading this one by a hefty margin. Williams with Wolf in motion. Wolf gets the handoff on the right-hand side. Cuts it inside the 20, down to the 19, to the 18-yard line. Gain of four on the play for Wolf. 2.26 left to go in the ball game. Second down, eight yards to go. 41-13, it has been a good game for the Bears here this evening. 2-10 and running. First game this year that the Bears have really put 
four quarters together. Yeah, just uh, an awesome all-together game by the Golden Bears' entire team. Williams hands it off to Klein. Klein around the right-hand side. Now cuts it off the far side, back to the near side, inside the 10, down to the 9. 10-yard gain for Klein, and it looks like he's got the first down. And it will be the first down. First and goal for the Falcons at the Bears. They're going to mark him at the 8-yard line. 1.45 left to go in the ballgame. This one's really, I guess you could almost say it's been a clinic by the Bears here in the second half. Yeah, they, they've done a great job, haven't given up any points. Hopefully that stays true, but um, just a great job offensively and defensively. Moving in motion is Elliott. Elliott cuts it inside the five. He's going to be stacked up at the four. Maybe the three is where they're going to put him down. Gain of six yards on the carry by Elliott. And it brings up second a goal from the Waynedale four-yard line. A minute ten left in this one. Ball at the four. Hillsdale, they're just taking their sweet old time. They know this thing is over. One minute to go in the ballgame. Williams, second and goal for the Falcons. Handoff goes to Wolf. Wolf gets the corner, goes into the end zone for the score. Three-yard touchdown run by Andrew Wolf. And Hillsdale scores the TD on a nice drive with 47.7 seconds left to go. And it's now 41-19. Bears on top of it. Vinsack in to attempt the extra point. 41-19, Bears lead it. Pickering will be the holder. High snap, but Pickering gets it down. Vinsack left foots it up, and it is good. 47.7 seconds to go in your ballgame. Your score, Waynedale 41, Hillsdale 20. Harvest Market offers you everything you need from a community grocery store, providing fresh local meats, ready-to-go meals, and a full-service deli. Harvest Market is your one-stop butcher shop and can cut to order. The barbecue chicken is fresh off the grill, and the smoked ribs are second to none. For your next get-together, leave the cooking to Harvest Market. Harvest Market's convenient hours are Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 to 6. Harvest Market, located in the core of Apple Creek. Come taste the difference. Shop Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio pork producers work hard every day to put on your table a product that is lean, nutritious, and tastes great. From crispy bacon on the breakfast table, to a ham sandwich for lunch, to juicy pork loins hot off the grill for supper, pork is a terrific option any time of the day. As we head into another season, Shop Brothers Farm and Northeast Ohio pork producers support our Waynedale athletes. Go Bears! Hillsdale scoring a wasted touchdown, 41-20. to Bears lead it by 21 with 47.7 seconds left to go. Now the Bears just need to run out the clock here, Pat, get out of this game and start turning their attention to Chippewa. Vinsack is going to kick it off, and Menue is going to let it roll. He's going to pick up at his own one-yard line and then down it at the three. So the Bears will just go into victory formation. That was a strange-looking play. <laughs> it would have been nice if he would have gotten out of the shadows of his goalpost a little bit further, but um, nevertheless, I guess they have some room to take a knee. So the Bears will take it over first and ten from their own three-yard line. 
I almost hate to say this, but this is their worst field position of the night. <laughs> but it really doesn't matter. Bears will go to four and one on the season, one and one in Wayne County Athletic League play, and the chips are next. Next Friday night. Reby out of the victory, is just gonna take a knee. Hillsdale didn't even move defensively. They didn't even get down in a three point stance. Clock under forty seconds to go. Yeah, Hillsdale uh, kind of following suit with their head coach, just kind of going to accept this loss and uh, get into the film room tomorrow and, and go on to next week and, and try to get back to winning some ball games. 20 seconds left. The officials didn't even mark the ball ready for play until it was under 30, so there isn't another play set to be run. The Bears are going to win this game. Eight seconds left to go, and this capacity crowd here at Waynedale is going to go home happy, and now they can start thinking Chippewa. Your final score here tonight from Waynedale: the Bears 41 and the Hillsdale Falcons 20. The postgame show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by the Shout Brothers Farms, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eden, the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192, Yoder Builders in Orville, call 684-1050, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. Murphy's Promotions. Call 464-1970. The Spidel Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi. Call 330-830-9760. And by Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The post-game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com.